93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday. It is April 2nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the names of two Marine pilots who died in a helicopter crash during a training mission in southwestern Arizona were released Monday as the crash remained under investigation. U.S. Marine Corps officials identified the pilots as 34-year-old Major Matthew Wigand of Ambler, Pennsylvania, and 30-year-old Captain Travis Brannon of Nashville, Tennessee. They said the AH-1Z Viper crashed at about 8.45 p.m. Saturday on the vast Marine Corps Air Station Yuma training ground while the pilots were conducting a training mission as part of a weapons and tactical instructor course. Officials say that Wigan held qualification in the aircraft and Brandon was attending the semi-annual weapons and tactic instructor course hosted by the base. Marine officials say that Wigan's uh, personal decorations included the Navy and Marine Corps Achievement Medal and a Gold Star. Mm. Uh, Brandon's personal decorations included a Global War on Terrorism Service Medal and a Sea Service Deployment Ribbon. Negotiations to avoid a potential strike by professors at the Community College of Philadelphia ended late Monday night, but are expected to resume Tuesday as union officials said enough progress has been made to return for further talks. The AFT Local 2026 co-president Junior Brainard uh, said that he remains hopeful they can make progress on a number of issues concerning a new contract for 1,200 faculty and support staff when they return to the negotiating table at 9.30 this morning, but the threat of strike still looms. The thing with the uh, professors and their protest signs they're always grammatically correct and well punctuated. <laughs> College President Donald Generals declined to comment but has previously said if a strike happens, they would try to hold classes. He admitted uh, that they might have to suspend classes if not enough professors showed up. College administrators have previously said the higher wages the union seeks would increase the college's cost by almost $83 million, but they said its wages are already nearly $10,000 higher than Bucks and Montgomery County Community Colleges. Mm. CCP also seeks to increase the workload for new faculty from the current 24 credit hours to 30 credits. When I was uh, in middle school and high school, there were a couple times where we had um, strikes. And as a student, it was awesome. Yeah, you loved it. It was fantastic. You had teacher walkouts? Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, wow. That's uh, awesome. (laughs) But I'm curious, in college, though, not quite the same thing. You're probably kind of pissed off, I would imagine, if you're a student, because you want to it's interrupting the you know flow. What? I got you know, I wanna, yeah. you know what I mean? Depends on what time your earliest class is. Right, that's yeah, true, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's really the deciding teachers. factor. Yeah. Yeah. If the 8 mm. o'clock professors right. want to strike, I'm, that's I'm, okay. I'm down. <laughs> down with you, man. <laughs> New Jersey will soon kick off its annual campaign against distracted drivers, particularly those who drive uh, who text while driving. Authorities say 207 police departments and law enforcement agencies will get more than $1 million in grants overall for additional patrols to issue tickets. The distracted driving fines range between $200 and $400 for the first offense and can lead to a license suspension beyond a third offense. The targeted enforcement campaign begins Monday and runs through April 21st, coinciding with the National Distracted Driving Awareness Month. I was just talking about this because I saw some dude driving down Lancaster, not talking, clearly texting, driving well under the speed limit. I see that all the time. It pisses me off. Yep, I agree. During last year's enforcement period, officers issued more than 13,000 tickets for cell phone use while driving, nearly 6,000 tickets for careless driving. Police also issued more than 6,500 speeding tickets and more than 5,700 seatbelt citations. I don't know what the law is, but what are your thoughts on texting while at a red light? 
No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, that's a good question. What is the law? Well, because about, I guess if you're not moving, you can. I think no. if you're sitting in traffic and you're actively if sitting you're at a red operating light, operating a yeah, vehicle, exactly. I think you're still under. I the... I don't know. You think they can pull you over if you're Absolutely. stopped at a red light? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because Kathy, really, whether you're stopped or moving, your attention is supposed right, to be you're on supposed the to road. Be on the road, because hmm, something could happen at that time. The light could change. Who knows? You know, I mean, if so... you if you pull over to the side of the street and you're not actively in a in a lane, right. And you pull into a parking lot and the car's running? No, I don't think you have an issue. Right. But you're you're in it's a present point. Yeah, you're supposed to be observing what's going on. So as All far right, as so here's okay. now this is who knows what internet link this is from, but they pulled this up. It says uh uh you're stopped at a red signal in most states where texting while driving is illegal, the law only applies to the car while it is in motion. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but I would think if you are behind the wheel and the vehicle is on you're not supposed to be texting. You're at an intersection. Yeah. You're supposed to see what's going on. Uh, so what I found interesting is Pennsylvania uh, still doesn't have the uh, handheld ban, so you can make phone calls. Um, on right. landlines, even. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, because so, sometimes I will, like yesterday, I was in the car with my daughter, and I wanted to talk on the phone. You know, I, yeah. I didn't want her to hear the conversation, so I held up the phone to my ear and did it that way. Um, so it's it's like it's local jurisdiction, uh, okay. basically. So like I know that in Conshohocken there is uh, a, a ban, so you can't talk on your cell phone. But the, uh, the whole state has not. Whereas New Jersey and Delaware, they do have the handheld ban. Obviously, all the states have no texting, but the handheld ban is a primary offense in uh, New Jersey and Delaware. Kevin wants to comment on the red light thing. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, dude? Hey, I'm a I'm a police officer in New Jersey, and I know you are allowed to text. At a red light, as long as the car's not in motion. That's wow. it, that's a, to me. All right, Kevin, 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 Jersey's where, that, where you they're cracking down. So yeah, yeah. does that seem weird that you because you're no, now? See, it I doesn't, always thought no. that it was okay. What what the cars need to be equipped with now are green light indicators, so I don't have to honk my horn at you while you're texting, <laughs> while you're texting at a red light. light. Uh, to me, you that know? you know, because to me that is just a gateway to you know. Yeah. I didn't finish my message, but let me drive on through the intersection. Right, right, right. Interesting. Wait, so when I was in the Maserati when I had Robin's Maserati in Clearwater, if a text came through and I just got in his car and my car automatically, or no, I think it was plugged in. I think it yeah. was charging, but it would read the text to me if it came through. Yeah, yeah Apple, does that. Apple, Apple does, does that. It. It, it, won't, it won't let you read, it won't let you read the text, the text but it, it, will, it will recite it to you. It recites you, Which yeah. is good. Yeah. Yeah, listen, so it's all distracted at some level or another. If you're eating French fries while you're driving, you're distracted. Well, in but, part- com- but composing a, a text is a little bit more. <laughs> well, so part of this article said that, Steve. So, you know, yeah, there is a ban on texting while driving, but they listed other things that will distract you and that your response, if there was some sort of accident, uh, would be, you know, you'd have less of a, res- of a response and eating was one of them. Yeah. So the laws uh, vary from state to state, but in Pennsylvania, you are, uh, the, the law is you're not allowed to text or do anything on your phone while the vehicle is in motion. So if you're at a red light, it's not illegal. Wow. All right. I would call that a mind blower. Stand corrected. All right. In sports this morning. The Sixers lost to the Mavericks last night in Dallas, 122 to 102. Justin Jackson scored 24 points, and the Mavericks took advantage of the Sixers team playing without Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler. Sixers rookies, a year Smith. 
the 16th pick in the first round of the 2018 draft, made his just his second appearance of the season, played 10 minutes and didn't score. With only five games left in the regular season, the Sixers are on the road again tomorrow night with a game in Atlanta against the Hawks. Tip-off is at 7.30. Bryce Harper announced that he and his wife are expecting a baby boy. Oh. Harper made the announcement on Instagram with two photos, one of Bryce and his wife, Kayla, under the Ben Franklin Bridge, and the other of a sonogram image on top of a Phillies jacket. Their baby is due in August. And an off day yesterday, after an off day yesterday, the Phils return to action tonight with a game in Washington against Harper's former team, the Nationals. Zach Eflin will get the start for the Phils, while Cy Young winner Max Scherzer will go for the Nats. The first pitch is set for 7.05. And the Flyers, who have only three games left in the season, are on the road tonight with a game in Dallas against the Stars. The puck drops at 8.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. I'm going to do a make good uh, yesterday. We didn't get around to doing this, but we need to flip the Totally Office calendar. Ooh. Yeah, because uh, we have a new month before us. And, uh, you know, day late, that's all right. So for the entire month of March, we had uh, the very beautiful Julie, uh, who was uh, on a couch inside our photo shoot and then outside on the street uh, by this uh, brick wall. Very cool, artsy shot. Next, we flip over to April, and we head to the kitchen in this uh, particular photo shoot. And the young lady who is going to represent the month is Maggie, who is from Sicklerville, New Jersey. Maggie. And if I remember correctly, uh, Maggie got all sticky during the photo shoot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, because she was inside the fridge, and she had a popsicle, and it kept melting on her. Oh, all right. And uh, I think they were going for that. But uh, she is a beautiful young woman, and she has all 30 days of April to herself. In her little uh, cherry panties in that uh, first picture. Lovely shot. Yeah, so uh, welcome to the month, Maggie, and enjoy it in all your glory. Uh, We have to do a few other things before I reveal what we have on the program today. Let's get to this. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Oh, boy. I'm nervous. All right, so I'll give you the uh, the winners from yesterday. And uh, in my mind, a couple of upsets. But uh, it looks like seed-wise, everything went uh, to the favorites. Uh, we had the winner between Learn to Count with James Mason and the Chipmunks versus the Secret Farm behind the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Secret Farm behind the Plymouth Meeting Mall won that one. Wow. Yeah, I wanted That's James, a bit of an upset. I wanted James Mason to win. Well, it was seeded uh, higher, though. Uh, number The second matchup was the Pudding Guy versus Steve is the God of Hellfire. And the God of Hellfire still reigns supreme in Hades with 71% of the vote <laughs> and moves on the Pudding Guy. We say goodbye to, which is too bad. Now, the Warrant Hotline, which is one of my favorites against Regis Gets Tough, was beat out by Regis. Regis is, is a, a force to be reckoned with. Yep, 64% of the vote. Uh, then we had Tussie Bips. Against Harper Lee's laser tag. Happy to see Harper Lee come out on top with 66% of the vote and goes on. And then the last matchup was Severus Snape, the mother trucker, versus Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party. I was sad to see this, but Caitlyn Jenner's dinner party beat Severus Snape, which is one of my all-time favorite videos. But it's gone, yeah, and it moves on. And we have uh, six new matchups that we are going to highlight today. And there's an interesting... Death match that happens between two characters a little bit later on, and I'll explain when we get to that as we roll these out hour by hour. But the first matchup to highlight this morning, Pennsylvania's new state song against the last waterbed store. Now, the uh, new state song is a number one seed. It's a favorite to go all the way. Goes up against the last waterbed store. Here's a little clip of the new state song from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania! Over the mountains and over the sea. We have the mountains, but we don't have the sea. (laughs) 
But then we're only an hour away from it. <laughs> but we're only an hour away. <laughs> 45 minutes if you drive 45 minutes, yes, unless you get on the Garden State Parkway. <laughs> All right, and then the next one is the last waterbed store. Here's a little clip of that. Remember, there was one waterbed store remaining, and they were quite excited to answer the phone whenever a call came yes. in. Yes. Here we go. That's when you call it. Yes, hello? <laughs> Dear God. Yes, hello? <laughs> what? That's a pizza place. You got the wrong number. Uh, hey, yeah, let me... What message is it? Yes, hello? Can I have you? <laughs> Yes, blue that. Yes, we have them, and we're open. All right, Waterbed Store is a number nine seat against a number one seat. So it's up to you. Go to WMMR.com, click on the Daily Rush Madness uh, link, and you can watch videos if you like, and you can vote on them, of course, and you should also enter for our prize. We have each day one entry per person. You can enter if you're at least 21 years of age to win... A pair of tickets to every Punchline Philly show for the rest of the year. And it's presented by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. So it's underway again, and uh, we'll see who moves on in the next round. Uh, some guests on the program today. We're going to have Justin Guarini. Hey. Lil Sweet. Love oh, the new Lil Sweet commercials. The new, there's about three or four new ones. Yep. Hilarious. They're great. So he's stopping in this morning to tell us about uh, an event that he's mixed up with in Nick's house so we'll get you the details later on when Justin stops by in the 8 o'clock hour. It's Tattoo Day. We have a chance for you to win a Preston and Steve tattoo from Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo. And all you have to do is text the word TATTOO to 39333. You might win a little bit later on. Oh, and we have $1,000 to give away today. Uh, Go Fund Yourself Part 2 is taking place and right at about 8, as close to that as we can get it. We'll reveal what the keyword is for the day, and we'll tell you how to enter that and maybe walk away a thousand bucks richer today. Wouldn't that be a bonus? What a great way to spend a Tuesday. That is coming up. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report and the Stupid Question. You know how this thing works. We'll be all right back. Stay with us, please. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Alrighty, uh, we're going to do this stupid question, and we're going to give away some tickets for uh, Philly's 80s Rock with, uh, this is the, an awesome event, David Wissickinen's, uh the In the Pocket Collective at Ardmore Music Hall this Saturday night. Tickets, if you can answer this, it's a very interesting question. Let's see if you guys know the answer mm. to this one. What was the first Star Wars film to introduce locations with on-screen captions? Oh. In other words, you know, like they might like show a planet, and then a caption would come up and say what planet that was. Hmm. The first so which Star Wars Star film. Wars film introduced that two one five two six three WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. That one's kind of unique. I think I'll it's go, a guess. I'll go through some uh, birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Uh, Steve's writing down his, and uh, nope, that okay. is not. Yeah. yeah. So let's see if you know the answer. Call. And I have uh, Michael Fassbender selling a birth, celebrating a birthday on Tuesday, April second. Uh, he is forty-two years Solid old. Solid actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, man. and the the uh, X Men stuff has been phenomenal. And Glorious Bastards runs a lot on uh, the uh, my you know on Comcast. And yeah. So I I will usually at least check in and see where it is because I've seen it so many times. Great movie. 
And, uh, you know, when when they have that stalemate, when they're sitting in the in the basement and Michael Fassbender is there pretending to be a, uh, a German officer. And right, right, right. It's such a tense, awesome scene. And uh, he's great. Yeah, he's uh, I've liked almost everything I've seen him in. Forty two years old today. Uh, Christopher Maloney. Maloney. Who is from uh, Law & Order, Special Victims Unit. He was also on Oz. Oddly enough, he can do comedy. I, didn't, I really? never thought that dude could do comedy. He's in uh, Crazy Hot... Um, Wet Hot American. Wet American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's got the title wrong, but he's in that, and uh, he's he's really funny. Is anybody Has anybody seen... Uh, I think it's called Happy? It, the series, yeah. It's a series, right? It's a series. Yeah, and I, the, the conceit is uh, what? He's... Um, he is a <laughs> like a former detective who... I have because I started watching. It, yeah, yeah, and, and you like I, it, and I do. But something happened to him in his career because he was a decorated uh, detective, and now he's not. And, he's a little loony now, right? Well, so there's an imaginary guy, right? Uh, car- what uh, he's like a unicorn, flying unicorn <laughs> that actually is his daughter's. And I'm not. This is not a spoiler. No, no, it's, it's his daughter's the, it's imaginary friend, and she gets abducted. And so she sends off her imaginary friend to get her father. He doesn't know it's his, her daughter, by the way. And then, so he thinks he's crazy because he's seeing this flying unicorn. Right, yeah. As it turns out, it's her imaginary friend that is, is actually it, saving And you life. like it. It's good. I do, I do. And it's funny. It's a comedy, It's obviously. funny, but it's also, yeah. Yeah. It's offbeat is, okay. is what okay. it is. Yeah. Uh, well, Christopher Maloney is 58 years old today. Uh, actress, Linda Hunt, tiny little thing. Uh, seventy-four years old today. I mean, uh, she really she she actually played a small Vietnamese boy in the Year of Living Dangerously. I think it was. Yep, that's correct. She was the uh, the principal in Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, I like when she throws a I'd punch him in the kisser. She has the most awkward fake punch you've ever seen in your life. And uh, she's great in Silverado. Oh, she's well. excellent. Yep. So she's seventy-four today. Adam Rodriguez, uh, CSI Miami. I'll pretend like I know who he is. <laughs> Your wife um, watches that or no? She watches all, all of them. All of them. All right. Every show that has a template like that, she watches them all. Procedurals, they call them. Uh-huh. She's, yeah. uh, or he, Adam, is uh, 44 years old today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is Jesse Plemons. Matt Damon. Uh, he looks <laughs> kind of like Matt Damon. This is true. Yes. Matt Damon. Meth Damon. Uh, Meth Damon, is that what they call him? Yeah, Yeah, because he was in Breaking Bad. Yeah, okay. All right, Breaking Bad, uh, Friday Night Lights, Fargo. Uh, I was in Black Mirror in that great episode that's a Star Wars ripoff. Great. uh, uh, Engaged to Kirsten Dunst. He's also in Black Mass. Uh, That Mm -hmm. is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's 31 years old today, so happy birthday to all those celebrating birthdays on the second day of April. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. Mm -hmm. Uh, What Star Wars film was first to introduce locations with on-screen captions? 215-263-WMMR. To the phones we go, and I'm going to check in with Steve K. It says here, hey, Steve, you're on the air. I love you. I love you. <laughs> All right, Steve, we'll love you even more if you know the answer. What Star Wars movie are we talking about? Is it Rogue One? Yeah, it is Rogue One. <laughs> One moment, Steve. We're going to set you up. We got a pair of tickets to enjoy the glory days of Philly's 80s rock with David Wasick and End of the Hooters and his In the Pocket Collective at the Ardmore Music Hall this Saturday. And if you want, uh, they have a special album release show. That's what. And uh, Pierre Robert, of course, will be there. Ormoremusic.com for tickets. It's a 21 and over show if you would like to go to that. Uh, we're going to start with news out of Game of Thrones world. Sophie Turner is speaking out on the gender pay gap, and you might be surprised to hear what she has to say. Speaking to the UK 
UK's Harper's Bazaar. She says that while she took home about $200,000 an episode to play Sansa Stark on HBO's mega hit, uh, her star, Kit, her co-star Kit Harrington, snagged about $700,000 to play Jon Snow. And her comment on that was, Kit got more money than me, but he had a bigger storyline. And for the last series, he had something like uh, so, something crazy like 70 night shoots. And I don't have that many. And I was like, you know what? Keep that money. <laughs> so, so screen time is uh, Jon Snow the most, well, I guess he was out for a while. The prevalent character. In, I, I'm currently on the last episode of season six. Right. In season six, he was in a lot. A major part of the storyline was about him. Mostly him. And then at second place, Klinger. Yeah, Klinger yeah, 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 was, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, he was still, yeah, yeah. he was phasing out the cross-dressing right, at this and point. Right, wearing chain mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... I really got to rewatch because I don't, I don't remember Klinger. <laughs> well, there's yeah. a lot of characters I know, that yeah, come hard, and go. There's so many. It's hard to keep track. It's a huge Klinger. world. I am, I am so into this show right now. It's ridiculous. I, I am, uh, you know, I've got, I've just got, like, Eight or nine episodes left. And I I'm get excited by up. your excitement. It's so good. I'm actually considering that when it is over, starting it all over again. No. I can't stop watching I it. I know what you're going to do. What am I going to do? You're going to do cosplay every day. <laughs> here on the air. I actually... Come in as a character from Game of Thrones. Last night, I set out all of my Game of Thrones t-shirts, and I hung them up <laughs> in my closet across <laughs> the way, and I'm like... Okay, the week that the show comes back, oh my I'm wearing God. a shirt every single How day. How many different shirts do you have? I have or... six. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a gazillion. No, you're not but, Jackie Bam Bam. But I have, uh, no, but I have, I have. This House, is Game of Thrones month. <laughs> I have House of Stark and Lannister and Targaryen and The Night's Watch and Greyjoy. And I also have a I Drink and I Know Things shirt. So I've got, I got plenty. Huh. Well, when it wraps up, it. I will watch. I made a failed attempt. I got about five episodes in, and I just figured, let it wrap up. It's brilliant. And then I'll watch it. Uh, she also opened about, uh, up about her relationship with her fiancé, Joe Jonas. They, yes. Their meet-cute story. Is your love of Game of Thrones really a circuitous love of the Jonas Brothers? <laughs> I'm coming around. Okay, all right. Uh, but uh, it happened, as so many stories do these days, on Instagram. She sure. said we had a lot of mutual friends, and they'd been trying to introduce us for a long time. But we were following each other on Instagram, and he direct messaged me one fine day out of the blue. And it's clear that she digs him. She said he's lovely. He's, and he's just sort of the pe- funniest. Peter Dinklage looking too, Preston, in the shot. She's taller than he is. Uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit, it yeah. looks like. Uh, and she said, uh, You wouldn't expect uh, he's about to turn 30 this year. He's the most fun, energetic, positive person I've ever seen, and I'm pessimistic. So we balance each other out. They started dating in November 2017 and have been engaged uh, since October. Of 2017, how's that possible? I think that means 2018. Actually. So they got engaged before they met. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, oh, it was so. an arranged marriage. That's <laughs> it weird. Was, yeah, well, that's the, that's the way the Jonas's roll. Hey, Kathy can tell you. So <laughs> Wendy Williams, Wendy Williams, and her husband Kevin Hunter are apparently taking steps to separate after 22 what? years of marriage, according to Page Six. Hmm. Uh, the news comes on the heels of Williams entering a sober home as a longtime drug addiction survivor and reports that Hunter and his mistress of 10 plus years, Sharina oh, no. Hudson, I didn't know that, uh, have welcomed a baby. He doesn't seem committed to their marriage, Preston. Uh, I'm, I'm judging by the 10 year marriage relationship with another woman and a child by and that a child. Yes, yeah, so their separation. <laughs> Would be complex, not just because of their long-time marriage, but because Hunter is William's manager. 
And they are both partners at Wendy Williams Productions. How could you do this? Uh, they also share an 18-year-old son, Kevin Jr. Yeah, this one will get ugly. I will guarantee you that. Brutal. And you know what? She spent a lifetime doing the gossip thing. And she kind of rose to fame because she was a straight shooter and vitriolic. Mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of sympathy coming back for her. Mm -mm. Uh, So there's a a source told Page Six. There's a discussion about what happens now. Everyone is asking how can they possibly stay together. Wendy still loves Kevin, but her health is at stake. They are so tangled up together in business. So they are carefully looking at what a separation could entail, and it will be difficult. If they play this right, it'll be good for business. It may very well could be. You know, she can talk about herself if she's able to do it in a way that um, is self-deprecating or whatever. You know, she, I'm sure she can sort of thrive on this gossip. I think what I'm thinking of is uh, the Wendy Williams story starring Linda Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Perfect. <laughs> Hey, two women have accused uh, magician David Blaine of sexual assault. The New York Police Department has confirmed. I plan to fight this vigorously in court. Uh, Dermot Shea, uh, NYPD's chief of detectives, uh, said Blaine was under active investigation by the Department's Special Victims Unit. Uh, the performance artist offered no comment when approached by the Daily Beast, which first reported the allegations on Monday. Uh, he said only that he'd not been contacted by police. Uh, CNN, citing unnamed sources, said at least one of the allegations may fall outside of the statute of limitations. Take an allegation, any allegation. (laughs) One of Blaine's accusers told authorities that uh, she was sexually assaulted by the magician inside his Manhattan apartment in 1998. One of them said that uh, they believe that he sort of hypnotized her. Did you read that? No, uh uh-uh. Uh, two years ago, Blaine was investigated by Scotland Yard after former model Natasha Prince accused him of raping her in London in 2004, an allegation Blaine vehemently denied. And after investigating uh, her claim, detectives said they chose to take no further action. So apparently uh, they came up with a conclusion that nothing happened I mean, there. Could there be a better guy to represent himself than somebody who could make things disappear? Right. Yeah. I, 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 brought the, I brought the papers. <laughs> I don't, I don't, That's the prosecutor. I, I'm going to... Yeah. The clock's ticking. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, we, uh, we, we withdraw the case. So we'll see where this goes. Selma I Blair. Again. Selma Blair is being lauded once again for her upbeat attitude in the face of her multiple sclerosis. She's freaking adorable. Uh, the 46-year-old has been sharing candid looks at her everyday struggle as her motor skills degrade as a result of the disease. In a recent Instagram story, she shared makeup application <laughs> tips for folks with MS. Uh, she said, my fine motor skills aren't, like, fine at this moment, so I just want to say I'm going to uh, I'm gonna probably give a makeup tutorial never, but if I do, then, you know, I'm just really trying to have fun because I notice I put my makeup on in the morning and all day people are rubbing my face, friends, and I say, what you doing? And they're like, just a little makeup. And then my manager just said, maybe I better not do this. <laughs> And then she began that on her Instagram story. The video cut off as she went for a brush, and she posted the rest on her regular Insta feed. Uh, she said, I couldn't make this get onto my Instagram story. I don't know, but uh, here's my solution to applying makeup with lack of fine motor skills. And basically, she takes this gigantic brush out, <laughs> yeah. and she goes, people, brush, big, bronzer, and then she just swirls it all over her face, and she's done. <laughs> uh, and uh, so she's having fun with it. And a lot of people... 
chimed in. Deborah Messing, uh, Brooke Shields, uh, Chris Jenner, and so forth were among those who congratulated on her sense of humor and perseverance. It's, it says a lot about her, yeah. the way she's come at this. Yeah, it, it's certainly scary to have these things uh, diminished, but she's she's in a bad period right now, but they're saying, you know, in all likelihood, she'll she'll come out of it, and it'll be a very cyclical thing. Yeah. Hopefully she'll, uh, yeah, have uh, better days ahead. Yeah, yeah. Jamila Jamil. Oh, okay. Uh, she's on the good place. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. She's okay. a, she's a very attractive. She's a um, she's a, a um a model, and uh, she's um, sort of a dark hair, long dark hair, sort of darker complexion. Did you ever watch the show? She's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have. I've I've seen episodes. It's she's, fun, and it's she's fun funny. show. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's one that that I eventually would like to get around watching because I know that the sense of humor is very sharp on it. Yes. Uh, but anyhow, she's not here for your spawn con games. She's not. Fe- no. No. What games? SponCon. Spon Con. I don't. Okay. I know. I'll bite. <laughs> what uh, are SponCon games? Sponsor. Uh, spon- what does Con stand uh, Con from Star Trek. Convention? No, 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 no. Like, like when you, yeah, sponsor content. Thank okay. you very much. So SponCon. When you put stuff on social media, uh, that is via a sponsor. We beat you, SponCon. So <laughs> she fired back on Twitter after Khloe Kardashian was asked about her slamming her meal replacement shakes on social media. Khloe told the New York Times, uh, I don't live in that negative energy space. Oh. 90% of people <laughs> will be really excited about the family and the journey and who we are. Negative, negative energy space? Is that negative what it's called? Space, okay, all right. Yes. Uh, then she referred to Jamila as a silly person. Uh, Jamila had saw the interview and responded tartly, captioning a shot of Chloe and her sister Kim. Uh, she wrote, essentially, F the young, impressionable people or those struggling with eating disorders. We want the money. I have been given the same opportunities to flog this stuff, and I don't do it, so they don't have to. Thank you, next. And then a thumbs-down emoji on Whoa, that. Whoa, she got thank you, uh, next? I know, yep. Wow. Uh, then for added emphasis, she tweeted, their pockets are lined with the blood and diarrhea of teenage girls. How would you get that out of your pockets? Blood and diarrhea? Yeah. I don't know. At That's got to be it... difficult. Do you have any Shout, money? Maybe? Oh, my God. Who put this in my pocket? <laughs> Shout it out. Shout. Yeah. Tide stick. You have so much diarrhea in your pockets. It's ridiculous. Listen, listen, listen. Here's my take on this whole thing. There are some people that want to lose weight for health reasons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's okay. Yeah. Her issue is she believes that she that uh, they're hawking these products, this Jamila, Jamila Jamala Jamula, <laughs> who uh, <laughs> believes that the products have been labeled unhealthy alternatives. So they're warring back and forth. It's a tale of sound and fury signifying nothing. Well, she wrote, uh, she continued on her body positive crusade, uh, taking to social media to celebrate her stretch marks. Uh, Jamila wrote, boob stretch marks are normal. They're a normal, beautiful thing. I have stretch marks all over my body, and I hereby uh, rename them all babe marks. They are a sign my body dared to take up extra space in a society that demands our eternal thinness. Uh, they're, uh, they are my badge of honor for resisting society's weaponizing of the female form. Well, the Kardashians aren't the first people to do stuff like this and sell products like this. Why Why she targeted the Kardashians? Yeah, but it's not just that, you know, that she thinks this, is, this product is unhealthy. The whole idea of losing weight is considered that's a what she's bad, saying? a negative. Well, that's what she's saying yeah. right here. You know, that my body dared to take up extra space inside. It demands our eternal thinness. But some people need to lose weight mm-hmm. and it's up to you to decide what is healthy and what is not so 
Whatever, man. I haven't read too deeply into this. It seems pretty stupid. Uh, staying with this group for a little while after confessing that she felt unprepared for baby number four in an interview with the New York Times, source tells sources tell people that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are excited and getting organized for baby number four. Uh, she thinks it's difficult to prepare mentally for a new baby, the insider says, explaining of the reality star's 14-month-old youngest child. Uh, she felt the same about Chicago, but the, sec- the city or the child? Uh, I think we're probably with the child. Here. Okay. But the second Chicago, Chicago! arrived. Uh, everything worked out great. Uh, Chicago fit in right away. It was like she had been part of the family forever. Uh, Kim and Kanye are expecting their fourth child via a surrogate. Uh, the baby boy will join Chicago, St. and North. That came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah. The fourth kid? Yep. The source. They've been working on this one, and the rumor is the kid's going to be named what, Rob? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, they're going to name it after her brother. Okay. Really? That's um, the, you know, listen, man, I'm, I'm tapped in, man. Uh, the source says uh, this will be their last baby, so who knows. They said that true. last time. Yeah. I think they, uh, they're probably, I, my guess is they're going to keep going. Uh, well, as long as she doesn't have to actually have them anymore. Right. Yeah, might as well. I think that uh, I was I was going to just put this in music news, but I think I'm going to put this here now. Are you calling an audible? Uh, Nick sent us a video of David Lee Roth uh, yesterday. Case, can you see if there's audio of this? Uh, he made a surprise appearance during Dutch producer Armin van Buren's headlining set at the Ultra Music Festival Saturday night in Miami. Uh, it's an EDM thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they performed a remix of Jump from Van Halen. Yes. Ar- Armin told Rolling Stone that the remix came together when a friend of his offered to send him the song, uh, the song's recording stems, and he said, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I knew the song already as a kid. I think I was six years old when the track was a number one hit everywhere. Hells yeah. I was just eager to have the stems because I always thought, what if you could have the energy of that song from 1982 and transfer it to 2019? Actually, the song came out in 1984. Yeah, it was on the album 1984. That's correct. Uh, He sent it to Roth a few weeks ago, and the singer loved it. And he said, just the fact that David is open for such a thing is quite huge to me. I agree with all of that, Roth added. Uh, It's the first step toward toward world peace, if we can do it. Oh, Hey, you want to hear what world peace sounds like? No, wait. uh, It's coming coming over right now. But I I don't even know who this guy is. Who's Armin? EDM hard. An EDM artist. Yeah. Okay. He's a Dutch producer. Right. Electronic dance music, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So he he did a remix of it. And uh, David David comes out on stage to, quote-unquote, perform it with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, let's see what we get from this. Ladies and gentlemen. That's him, by the way. That's Dave. Give it away for Armin Van Buren. I think we know each other. Are you ready to jump? Here we go. Seen the toughest around. And I know. Do you want it now? Baby, just how you feel. Show them how you feel. You got to roll with the punches. And get to what's real. Are you ready for what's real? Can't you see me standing here? I got my back against the wrecking machine. Got my back there, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's the wrecking machine. 
But you know what, though? So I, because I, I saw the text yesterday, it came through, Nick said, oh, how embarrassing. Um, but that's what that is. That's what that scene is. They don't get up and perform. They get up and say a few words yeah. on a mic, and that's that. But yeah. he sounds terrible. Yeah. And, and I think if you're going to do that song, that's fine. Uh, you shouldn't have David Lee Roth up on stage trying to sing or doing whatever he was but doing. But I don't think that's what I mean. I don't think yeah. he was trying to sing. He was just trying he to He was do, talking it out. He was talking yeah. it out. He was doing their thing. That's what they do at those shows. Right. Having, there... having seen Van Halen live, <laughs> Dave does that at Van Halen shows, oh. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I remember I went to the 1984 tour. Right. So excited to see Van Halen. Just and absolutely stoked for it. And he talked his way through oh, really? most of the music, and he's been doing it since that era. There was a time when he was saying, but I've seen him a couple of times, and I've been disappointed a couple of times. Now, you have Eddie, who is just brilliant and, and makes up for that while you're watching the right. show, so you kind of forgive that. But it's uh, he's that's what he does. Here, I'm going to play a little more. This is further in. I, I moved it in because usually these things build up to something, right? <laughs> There's like a bass drop. They drop the bass. Drop the bass. Yeah. But I didn't get that far. So. I think it's horrible, but uh, whatever, man. Uh, and not likely, as we reported in Music News yesterday, that the original lineup will get back together. Michael Anthony said it ain't happening. We don't need it. We have this now. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's enough. All right, what else we got here for you? Uh, Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban had a fabulous date night. You happy to hear about that? That is fantastic Yeah. News. Honestly. <laughs> On a day like today, to hear that just makes me so happy. I just wanted to bring some sunshine into your guys' life today. Um, so judging from the Instagram picture, the 51-year-old star uh, shared on Instagram, uh, they hit up Network, a Broadway play that stars Brian Cranston, Tony Goldwyn, and Tatiana Maslany. I'm Tom Broca. Apparently, the evening finished off with tapas-style eating. <laughs> they both reportedly fed each other with small forks and drank wine. Uh, the pair who ta- share two daughters, Sunday and Faith, uh, snuggled into each other in the cute picture. Oh, it's adorable. And it adorbs. That's what the hell's going on there? I don't know. Uh, after Emma Roberts reportedly ended her engagement to Evan Peters, simultaneous reports emerged that she and Garrett Hedlund are an item. As I'm broke Apparently, Emma Roberts and Garrett Hedlund are items. Look, I'm digging, oh, is it, that's I'm a, digging for stories today. Is that the dude who was in... Um, I don't know. He was in Tron. He was in the remake of Tron. Was yeah. it Triple Frontier as well? Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. He's a good-looking dude. I like good that actor. guy. Yeah. Uh, he was in uh, Mudbound. He was in road, Mudbound. And uh, Tron Legacy. And Tron Legacy. That's correct. So. And Chow Koka. Chow Koka. You watched that uh, Castle Rock show, didn't you, Preston? I did. Yeah, he's yeah. in that, too. He was in that, too. Who did he play in that? Tom Brokaw. Okay. <laughs> You're not helping. John Ace right. Merrill. All right. Well, let's have some uh, let's have some downer news. 
Uh, we're, we're on we're on a high from the Nicole Kidman story. I know. I know Take so. us back down to earth. I try to I try to make it a bit of a roller coaster. So, I got hey, listen, folks. It's a slow news day. Uh, on I'm a, Tom Brokaw. Here's a fun way to prepare arts and crafts when unexpected guests drop by. Anna Ferris is pretty sure that three times won't be a charm for her. The twice married, twice divorced star opens up about being gun shy on taking the plunge on her Divorce Sucks podcast. Asked if there were wedding bells in the future for boyfriend Michael Barrett. She said, I will say I believe in love and monogamy and I believe in the commitment with a relationship. Uh, But I do struggle having gone through it a couple of times now with the idea of our legal system. She said, I struggle with that on kind of a feminist level. She said she will not get married until gay people can't get married No, anymore. that's what she's holding out for? Uh, no, you know, I, <laughs> I was watching a little bit of this. Uh, there's a video component as well, and she seems to be one of these people who has sort of tapped out on marriage. Yeah. That happens. That happens. You know? Doesn't mean you can't be with somebody. People realize it's not for them. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, it's going well for Chris Pratt. Uh, he and uh, Catherine Schwarzenegger are still engaged, so that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, that's, that's having sex. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this isn't the first time that uh, Anna has spoken out. She was on uh, with Dax Shepard on a show saying uh, that she didn't really see the upside of marriage. She said, I need to figure out what the purpose is. Is it for, is it uh, safety of your children? Is it convention? Is it uh, uh, so that uh, other people respect your relationship more? She said, for me, I'm, I don't know. I'm just not quite sure where it fits. I am romantic. I believe in a partnership. I believe in companionship. I just don't know if I believe in a ceremony of a wedding. So, Yeah, I tell people, you know, it's... It, it, if you're happy... If you're happy that whatever works clap for your you... Hands. Yeah, yeah, if you're happy, you know, clap your hands. Yep. All right, and then the last story, Dead to Me, a dark comedy uh, from writer Liz Feldman, who brought us to Broke Girls, uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's Gloria Sanchez Productions and CBS TV Studios shared its first trailer and first look uh, photos of the show. The Netflix series, like I said, it's called Dead to Me, is set to drop uh, Friday, May 3rd, and will star Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. I love both of them. Yes. Uh, and it follows the story of Jen, who is played by Christina Applegate, a widow determined to solve her husband's murder, and Judy, who's played by Cardellini, a free spirit who's also recently suffered a tragic loss. So that is coming out May 3rd on Netflix. It is a comedy? Uh, it's a dark comedy, I believe. Okay, all right. All right, Um, right, let's get to clips. Yeah. 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 In the first season of Cloak and Dagger, Tandy and Ty dip their toes into the world of hopes and fears. This year, they dive deeper into a metaphysical pool. Here, Olivia Holt explains how it feels to immerse herself back into the Marvel Universe. It was already super surreal and exhilarating entering the Marvel Universe and taking these characters who have been on pages for decades now and putting, you know, air into their lungs and sort of finding how they stand. And we're just really pumped for season two. I don't (laughs) give a f***. Uh, Are we at Marvel Universe Overload? Is it there's too much? Maybe. There's a lot. There, 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 so you have you if you're talking just on a basic superhero level now you have an, an entire the DC streaming app that has all yep. there, there are just tons of shows. We were looking because we we finished up Umbrella Academy as a as a family watching show and I wanted to find another show that we can all watch together. Right. And so uh, we were looking up shows that were similar to that and 
came across one called The Gifted, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Marvel G- Universe good. show as yeah. well. And it's I'm like, Fox, right? But we I found loads of shows like yeah. that. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know all these existed. There's just so much material. The Gifted is still going. It has like uh, Magneto's daughter, and uh, you know, so I was always yeah. It's involved with the Brotherhood and X Men and all that stuff. And, yeah. and in a lot of cases, they can't quite refer to the characters, <laughs> so they have to do this song and dance, you yeah. know. But it's uh, it's a good show. So, season two of Cloak and Dagger premieres this Thursday on Freeform. Let's do the next clip. Based on a true story, Best of Enemies dissects the relationship between a leader of the Ku Klux Klan and an African-American civil rights activist. In this clip, Taraji P. Henson explains how nothing could stop her from making this film. I couldn't really get my schedule worked out to do this, but after the presidential election of 2016, I called Danny and I was like, we have to do this movie now. And I was already slated to film. And he was like, but you you already have a movie. I said, I don't care. I will give up my entire hiatus for this because it is important. And I ended up in the hospital, but it was worth it. Yeah. Uh, Sam Rockwell's in that, too. Looks interesting. Uh, Best of Enemies hits theaters this Thursday, by the way. And there you go. That's your entertainment report this morning. Hey, I found out we have a screening tonight of a new movie. No, it's not tonight. No. It's Wednesday. It's tomorrow. Uh, Pet Cemetery, And this is going to be at the UA Riverview at 730. So if you want to go and you can be there by 7, then you are good to go. If you can be one of our next five callers at 215-263-WMMR. It's going to open on Friday. And uh, looks pretty awesome, man. Eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. They say it's uh, it's much better than the original. Uh, let's have you get on board two one five two six three WMMR. Actually, Nick pulled up a, an updated uh, tomato meter. It's up to eighty-eight. Now. How about that? How about that? So let's have you go to the movies. Call right now. And we'll set you up. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Don't forget, we have some Daily Rush matchups to bring you up to speed on. Uh, we're going to have Justin Guarini. On the program as well. And in less than an hour, your first opportunity, one of five for the day, to win $1,000. And that's with Go Fund Yourself Part 2. So make sure you're with us. We'll be back in a moment. You know that yearly family picnic, the one where everybody shows up to hang outside, enjoy good food, great friends, and plenty of cold beer. And while it might be fun to watch Uncle Joe do a keg stand. MMR's Family Picnic has a kick-ass rock bands providing the entertainment. Shinedown. Cause it's about to get heavy. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. The Struts. And Evanescence. Plus cheating performances from Fozzie, Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sun, and Siravo. Bud Light presents MMRQ 2019. Saturday, May 18th. BB&T Pavilion. WMMR.com for details on $25 lawn tickets. Hit up the rock shop for this year's MMRBQ t-shirt presale. Order now in time for the show. Presented by Bud Light. Brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. And sponsored by Rita's Water Ice and Godshaw's Turkey Bacon. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So um, we have the uh, GoFundYourself coming up in less than an hour. Your chance to win $1,000. 8 o'clock, we'll get you that keyword. Get set. Uh, Tattoos Day is taking place today. Text the word tattoo to 39333. You might win a free tattoo uh, from Philadelphia Eddie's, of course. Uh, And we're going to have Justin Guarini on the program. And then this one other programming note to mention. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush 
We got some of the biggies facing off today, folks. Number one seed in uh, going up against a nine in that first uh, matchup with the Pennsylvania State song in the last waterbed store. Now we have a number one seed against another number nine seed. Oh, boy. This could go any way at all. It's all up to you, but two biggies. We have Casey's Ranch Dressing Freakout <laughs> against Casey Kasem hiding on a Native American reservation. Oh. So these two are facing off. You can now vote for them at uh, WMMR.com. And to refresh your memory, here's a little clip of uh, Casey's Ranch Dressing Freakout. Listen, you a-holes. When was the last time you saw me with ranch dressing? I, okay, can I jump? And by the way, I don't always eat pizza with ranch dressing. I didn't invent it. It is something that I tried, like, within the last year. Drop the friggin' ranch dressing. Drop it. Remember, he didn't invent it. Yeah. No, he no. was just, uh, he had only been doing it for a year at that yeah. time. So a girl with a nice figure eating it and yeah. figured, you know, that looks pretty good. Wow, you guys remember everything. I remember, right? I've watched that video so many times. It's, it's almost like the Colonel Jessup speech. You've, have you memorized the whole thing? You know what? Hang on a second. You want okay. me to try it out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right, let's see. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Listen, you, you a-holes. a-holes. When I, was the last time here. you saw no, me? No, I can't do that. Uh, <laughs> hang on, wait. Let, keep it going. Hang on. Listen, you a-holes. When was I know the last time you saw me uh, with ranch dressing? I, okay, can I jump? By the way, I don't oh, always eat pizza, pizza with ranch dressing. dressing. I, I didn't invent it. It is something that I tried, like, within the last, last year. year. All right, anyway. And that video <laughs> is going up against uh, the Casey Case. I'm hiding on a Native American reservation. And here is a little clip of that one. Where are those tom-toms I was supposed to see? <laughs> I can't go into a sad smoke signal. I'm a TPM a wigwam. Yeah. I'm a, a TPM a wigwam. I'm too tense. <laughs> to get the, the gist of it all, watch the video. It sounds cryptic, but uh, Casey Kasem holds on and Regis. Yeah. Two popular, outdated impressions that people still... Dig, I guess. Go to WMMR.com and click on uh, Daily Rush Madness and watch videos and vote and enter to win our grand prize. Chance for you to go to all of the Punchline Comedy Club shows for the rest of the year. You have to be this awesome. 21 years of age. All the details are right there at WMMR.com. So that does continue. Uh, Monday, uh, Kathy had reported that um, New Jersey State Police are going to be cracking down on distracted driving. Basically, it means texting while driving. That's that's. There, there are a lot of things that can be distracted driving, but that is, is one of the main things. I want to mention something because I will forget to do it if I don't do it now. Right. This is not a texting thing, but it is cell phone etiquette. Okay, so uh, family and I went out to eat. We went to a restaurant. We'd never been before. We are just hungry. We were like, hey, there's a Chinese place over there. Let's go get a bite to eat. So we did. And we go in. We sit down at a booth. We're sitting there. And just a few minutes into the dinner, a... A guy who was in the booth behind us. Now, the booth had high backs, so I couldn't... He was behind me. Right. But even if I was sitting the other way, I wouldn't have been able to see him. Mm -hmm. I do like the high back booth, by the way. And so, all of a sudden, they... This guy takes out his cell phone, puts it on speaker, makes a phone call. No! At the restaurant? He's by himself. 
eating by himself what? and sets the phone down and for the entire meal no. has a conversation while he's eating with somebody on the speaker. How loud how loud was it? It's too loud. Too loud. Why do it people wasn't, do that? And so not not in normal I'm, conversation mode. Yeah, normal conversation but, mode. But but I mean, on the but speaker. I mean, here's the deal. On a speakerphone, because of the the uh, the, the tininess of that yeah. tiny speaker it pierces. And, and the way the sound comes out. It's got a little bit more impact yep. to it. It just doesn't sound right as opposed to a normal, you know, voice. I agree. Live, live yeah. Voice. yeah. So it's going on and on and on. And so I'm with my family. I'm not going to make a scene. I'm not going to go over and say anything. The server didn't say anything. Mm. It, and, and by the way, not a crowded restaurant. Us, that guy, and one other table. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like there was all this room noise Stop of people, right, really. of you know, of, uh, of plates and, and dishes and, and people talking and any of that. I was fuming, absolutely fuming. I you know just, what? I probably pressed in after a little while. I wouldn't have said anything to him. I would have just turned around and joined in on the on conversation. The conversation? Yeah. Yes, I like the second that. he starts to ask, "Oh my god!" Turn around. Oh my god! No way. That is so crazy. And then, you know, like, because this is what you've turned it into. You've, you've turned it, it into a party line. Right. Not a bad idea, but the guy's accent was so thick, I couldn't understand what he was <laughs> saying. Oh, really? I could, I could make out some of the words from the person on well, the phone around. because they were speaking English, but it was a very thick accent. And I was like, yeah, I know. You're right. I should have joined in on the conversation. But I just, uh, the audacity, the rudeness. Do you not know? Are you doing that on purpose? Was it such an important phone call? Which it wasn't because it just sounded like chit-chat to me. Well, it could have been that it... important. He was eating while he was taking the call. Yeah. And isn't it supposed to be like it's a private conversation? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? I see Why it all the time, would you though. ever want it on speaker? Kathy, pe- oh, I don't know. I, you know, I, it's, I, I don't get it. People walking around in like department stores. And you're right, Preston. The very nature, the audio nature of the phone speaker makes it cut through everything. Yeah. And carrying on full conversations in speaker mode. If I'm at home and I'm working on the computer, I'll put it on speaker mode next to me and I'll do my deal. But not out in public. Why Why? Why are you suddenly... And people say, well, you have conversations with other people in public. What's the difference? Yeah. It is a different thing. Uh, yeah. I, it sounds different. It is. That's the thing. Somebody texted and said, wouldn't that be the same if somebody was eating uh, with him in the booth? No, it wouldn't. It, it sounds... It's. It's got a different sound to it. It it, it pierces through. It just it was annoying the hell yeah, out. Yeah, normally <laughs> you can't hear the other people's conversation in a booth unless you're actually paying attention to it. Yeah. You know, but uh, but when it's on a speakerphone, like you said, it pierces through. Yeah, <laughs> when you hear it, you can't help but be distracted. It's like when the when the next telephones first came out, yeah. and everyone was Captain Kirk <laughs> with the. I'll take this, uh, Scotty. What's up? Yeah, and you'd hear the full conversation back and forth. Now th- those are popular on job sites. I've, I got it. I understand yeah. what the purpose was. But this, it, it you can't be in speaker mode all the goddamn no, time. Go get, go get some headphones or something like that. Hey, you went hands-free. So oh, my you, God. So you can use your knife and fork at the same time. That, it's a okay, revelation. Yeah, yes. go, put, go put some headphones in. And you will see people walking with the phone on speaker through the city all the time. Yes, yeah. Just, just uh, talking out loud, having a full-on conversation. Yeah, Marissa? This time yesterday we were talking about Uber drivers. Yeah. And I noticed that almost every single driver is on the phone the entire time, which I always used to think was awful. Like, I would think, like, well, I'm I'm joining you for a few minutes. Turn off your phone. And so if we have to give directions or we want to have a conversation. But then I realized, like, they're just talking to people for hours. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. hours. And, yeah. Uh, so I, I asked somebody once because I actually joined in the conversation. And sometimes it's another driver they're having conversations with or they're talking to, like, family member, oh maybe even in another country. 
Yeah. And like the hours, and they're just doing. But you know, I'm just in his life for like two and a half minutes. I dread, I dread I in my own personal life, people I love dearly, lengthy phone conversations. Yep. I, I don't know how people conduct an hour and a half, two hour. Mm. What do you have to talk about? Uh, I'm I'm the same way. It's one of the reasons why when it, when I get a call from my sister, I'm like, oh, oh man, no, and you love I look, her. I, I do, but I look at the clock and I'm like, do I have time for this? What time is no, it? You know, and now my dad, it's like, bang, how you doing? Yeah. Good. How's weather? Great. How love it. Kids? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Yes. Anything important we need to discuss? No, no. not really. Glad to hear it. All right, and that's you know? it. And that's with my the people I am closest to as well. The impression I'm having both my legs and my arms removed. I'll call you later. Right. (laughs) I actually, when I, most of the time when I call people, I apologize. Hey, man, I'm so sorry I'm calling you. You do. (laughs) Yes. You do that all the time. You are correct about that. But then there are people, and my wife is one of those long talkers on the phone as well, her and her friend, (laughs) Lori, I will sit there and, and I have heard them on speakerphone and there will be long pauses of nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody's just waiting to gather their thoughts. And sure. Eventually... Seriously? Yeah. It's like they're sitting having coughing dig- together. <laughs> it's the <laughs> same vibe. Uh-huh. So that's what that guy at the restaurant. Look, I-, I went out and had dinner with my buddy. He just wasn't there. Yeah. yeah it was somebody just was asking if they yeah. were FaceTiming. I don't know. It's why I stopped calling your house because just on that off chance that Rochelle answered the phone. I'd have to talk to her for 20 minutes before I got depressed. And no, she's, she's a, a, and she's a delight. Know. She wants she's, to know how you're doing. Yeah, yes. She, I mean, she's yeah. a delight. She's just like Claire can carry on a conversation. Yeah. But See, I don't my feel like... Long t- talking, yeah. My conversation, so I, I talk to my best friend every single day. We have long conversations, but it is, it's when I'm in the car. Now, I have uh, hands-free. I have a Bluetooth, and that's yep. how I talk to her. Mm-hmm. But that's my... Because I know it's going to be a long conversation. So if I have, you know, 20 minutes to drive home or whatever, that's what I'm going to call. And to that point, yes. The, the car driving is when I will do my my longest conversations because it's you know the, okay I'm I'm, I'm a I'm trapped uh, you know person here I'm I'm going to uh, to a destination but normally I think the edict is unless you've been kidnapped don't call me <laughs> <laughs> I like that yeah uh, I'm gonna go to Chris I Chris good morning good morning sorry to bother you guys at work it's all good buddy what's up so uh, my wife and I could take our little girl out to dinner at a restaurant and we're sitting down in a booth. We're enjoying ourselves. It's a pretty crowded restaurant, and the booth behind us, these two kids, maybe nine or ten, with their mom and dad, they're FaceTiming each other, <laughs> but they're so close, the entire restaurant can hear the squealing feedback oh. their conversation, and they are screaming at each other because they're trying to hear each other, and it's, everyone was staring at them. The waiter came over and was like, can you guys quiet down, calm Thank down? You. Well, at least you did that. At, yeah. le- at least, at least, someone said t- took consideration for the other diners and said, "Could you do? It? Did did they in fact stop?" No, they're like, "Oh no, they're just having fun. They're not bothering anybody." No, you turn around and go, "Yeah, you're bothering me." That 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 little right. sound that you get when you get the little feedback. Yeah, that's was, bothering me. That's when you oh, reach yeah. over, you grab both phones, and throw them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> um, all right, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, that's just that's somebody being a, a stupid parent. Uh, I will go next to Michaela. Uh, hi, Michaela. Hi, guys. Gadzooks. Hey, Gadzooks. Hey, What's up, Michaela? Um, so I wanted to kind of make a comment about people being rude on their phones. Um, I'm a nurse at CHOP, and I work in a specialist office. So people wait, you know, sometimes a few months to get in to see these doctors who are some of the best in the world. And the, the parents will bring their kids in. And they'll be on the phone, and I will have to ask them important questions about their child's care. Yeah. And they don't even bother. They'll, they'll actually look at me as if I'm bothering them. 
This is when you you need to be paying full attention. It's your children's yeah. health here we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I see. It's, I, I really see that all. And it happens like all the time. Like. Just, yeah. No, you know. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I mean, there are people who are just phone. talking all, I mean, Thanks, all, it appears, Kathy, all day long, uh, walking around. Now, I have the earbuds, and I, and I can take a call, you know, and, and uh, so I'm one of those guys who will occasionally look like I'm talking to myself as I'm walking my dog. <laughs> but But even then, that's a quick thing, and you're on and off. I see people... Doing casual things just with the phone out for hours. You'll see him walking around like Chestnut Hill, up and down with the phone out. What's so goddamn important? Listen, to me, I don't care. If they need to be on the phone, it it doesn't bother me at all unless there's like a rude situation like that. Like you have a doctor or a nurse that's speaking to you about your child. I would never be on a phone if I was in a doctor's office or a hospital. But I'll even feel bad if I'm on the phone and I'm checking out at a register. I'm not really going to chat with them, but I still feel rude if I'm on the phone and I'll say, hold I on agree. and put it down I did or that hang up. on Sunday with you guys on the yeah. conference call. I was at a store and it was 6 o'clock and I had to make the call and yep. I had to check out at the same time. So I just very quietly, I'm like, hey guys, I'm here. And I just kind of listened into what you guys right. were saying and I didn't, uh, but I felt bad that I was holding that up to my yeah, ear and I wasn't going to put it on speakerphone because that's just being a douchebag. That's even worse. Yes. <laughs> You're interacting with someone and you, you want to make sure that they know you. they have your undivided attention. I apologize. Like if I'm at Wawa and, and, and that situation comes yeah. up and, and the cashier's there, I... I mean, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I have to take. I have to. A friend of mine was just kidnapped. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are going to be certain situations where you can't avoid being on the phone in a situation where you, you but normally it, wouldn't be on the phone. But it's like, it's like yeah. this thing though: where you, you have the phone up and you go, just, I'm, "I'm sorry, just one second. and you do the apology. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But when you're walking around like Captain Kirk all the time and you're calling in a uh, phaser strike, it's ridiculous. Yes. <sighs> I'm going to go to Joe. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, man. What's up? So I uh, work on fire systems and everything, um, smoke detectors and all that. Well, we were at a condo building one time, and uh, there's this woman on the phone, speakerphone, walking around right next to us. Like, there's a whole big area to walk around. She's right next to us. And she's uh, she's on the phone talking about stuff, for one, that I don't think people should be hearing. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like doctor stuff, right? Like nasty stuff, right? And, um, <laughs> Girly stuff. So we uh, we set off the uh, alarm, like we were supposed to, to test it. And she actually said, "Oh wait, I got to go outside. These obnoxious ass people are setting off the alarm right now." You're doing your job. She's having a conversation on speaker, uh, and yeah, y- yeah, these obnoxious people. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, setting out the alarm. Obnoxious ones. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no, there's lack of, of couth, of understanding, of courtesy. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, and then this is the ultimate, Steve. You, you know, uh, I'm going to go to Krista. Hi, Krista. Good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, Krista? Um, so I was at the movies the other night seeing Dumbo, just trying to mind my own business watching the movie, uh-huh. and some woman in front of us literally answered a FaceTime video. It was like, "Hey, girl, what's up? I'm just in here in the movies." While we're in the movie, answering a FaceTime. So, uh, okay. How how long did it last? It lasted like a three and a half minutes. Like, oh, girl, yeah, the movie's pretty good. And like having a whole conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm just trying to watch Dumbo. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have come up from behind because the FaceTime viewer would have seen this. Reached around with my middle fingers and jammed into her eyes yeah. and shook her head. Yeah. Because that, that, the how do you, how... 
bereft of knowledge of your understanding of your environment you have to be to be that rude to carry on a three-minute FaceTime call while the movie's on. Just... Right. Like, I'm just trying to watch, a, like, a little elephant with big, huge ears, all cute and everything. <laughs> and this woman's got to talk about her Friday night, you know, adventures. Krista, I'm when... just trying to watch the movie. When Pete... And it's the legend. My wife is terrified to go out to the movies with me initially when we started dating because I, I freak out. When people have been talking in movies, it is not uncommon. Years and years ago, I've ratcheted it back a bit mm-hmm. to go over and, and ask them to pay for my ticket because they're ruining the movie. But people think they're at home. And this culture now where you're you're just on the phone or just that's it's on all the time. I don't get that. That person right there. Uh, thank you for your call, by the way, Krista. That person right there who's answering yeah. a FaceTime call in a movie theater. What's wrong with them? Can you leave a line open? Because if there's somebody who wants to defend that, that type of behavior, please yeah. leave one line open for that a-hole. I would love to hear your defense of, of answering a FaceTime inside a movie theater. Has, has no one told that person? Has Is that what they've experienced to be the norm when they go out to movies all I, the time? I, I've been trying to figure out the psychology here. And initially, I thought it was, look at the technology I have, or look what I have. But everyone but has it. Has it. Everyone yeah. has it now. Yeah. When, when do you guys uh, like FaceTiming? <laughs> I, I did it with my brother yesterday. Family members. That, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, so I was, I was chatting with my nephews and my brother. And to me, that's kind of cool because, you know, I don't get to see them that often. They live down in Falls Church, Virginia. So that, to me, is is pleasant and pleasurable. However, if somebody's like, wants to, uh, you know, Casey, like to your point, you're going to apologize about making a phone call. That That's cool. But I don't want to FaceTime somebody while I'm in the car. You know, I can do a, a phone call at that point. So when when is FaceTiming okay? <laughs> I don't know. I had to FaceTime yesterday because the person that I was talking to needed to talk on the phone about something. But their phone wasn't working. But their Wi-Fi was. So oh. they had to FaceTime me. And we both hated it. That Every single second of it. Makes it kind of feel uncomfortable, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. I don't, uh, hey. don't want to look at the phone the whole time while the person's doing it. If I just want to have a conversation, I just, right. just want to have a conversation. Uh, I'll tell you what it's been a godsend for tech supporting like my dad. And, sure. and tech supporting some things. Or show it to me. What's Show me what's up yeah. on the screen. And that, that makes a wealth of difference. Uh, but for the most most of my conversations, I prefer to go old school yeah. and not see them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, here's a text from me. It says, I saw the new Halloween uh, movie in theaters, and the people next to me not only smelled like ass, <laughs> but took literally an 11-minute phone call in the middle of the movie. Oh. I mean, you got to go You got to go tell a manager at that yep. point. If, if it's if it's more than a couple of minutes, and then you you got to get up and, and skip out and, and do that. So. I'm or- trying to use the <laughs> shut, shut your phone off. Shut, shut, uh, shut it. Uh, oh wait, yeah. But, uh, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Honestly, or if it, it comes to and you didn't realize your phone was on, I'm in the theater. I'll call you back. Yeah. Boom. Exactly. Boom. That would be a hero in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go to. Uh, wait, we got a number of calls here. People who work retail. Uh, I'm going to go to Chad. Hey, Chad. Good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? You guys rock. Thanks, Bud. What do you want to tell us? Uh, I work in the restaurant industry, and it's happened on multiple occasions where uh, you're approaching a table to take an order. Uh, they want you to get there within, like, 30 seconds to get their drink order so people aren't just waiting. And there's been a lot of times where you'll have, like, the busy mom who's constantly on the phone. She's very important, talking about God knows what. She's got her two little kids doing whatever at the table. So you approach a table, and you're trying to just introduce yourself, take a drink order. And she just seems like she can't be bothered because she's doing very important things. So right. she'll do the thing where um, she's pointing to both kids back and forth, like, go to them. They'll they'll take the order. Right. 
So I'll get a drink order from the kids, and I have no clue what mom wants, but I'll get an apple juice for the kids. So at this point, I'll, I'll come back, I'll drop the drink off, and then I'll just walk away, and I'm waiting for the mom to get off the phone. Yeah. And then she gets irritated because now I'm ignoring her and I'm not taking her order. But it, it makes you feel, Chad, it makes you feel completely uncomfortable. You don't know how to proceed. And, and you yeah. feel like a jerk. What, what, are you supposed to stand there until the conversation wraps up and hope that she'll deign to talk to you? That's There's right. been times where I started to, you know, introduce myself and ask what they want, and the mom just completely ignores the phone. So I'll stand there and I'll stare yeah. uncomfortably <laughs> until somebody makes a move. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just flat out rude when yeah. when you're when you're interacting with a person face to face and you're <laughs> you're holding them off so that you can talk to unless it's an emergency, which is understandable. Yeah. But for casual conversation, come on. Yeah. Come on. I people. remember uh catching a story from someone who said that their father, even pre cell phones, if they were with someone, somebody was visiting the house or whatever. The phone would ring. They would not answer the phone. And essentially, they would say, my time is with you right now. Yes. I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. let this. This can wait. I, I will, uh, you know, come back and, and get that at another time. And I'm trying I, to call your mom's I, dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was with some very special people. I I agree with that. I, I try to be, you know, I, I will ignore phone calls if, if I am. It, it'll take a message. Exactly. And, <laughs> and if you, listen, you know. It, <laughs> I ignore phone calls every single day. I know who's calling me, Jackie Bam Bam. I don't, I don't want to talk to you right now. I can't. Right, so, it's not that you don't even want to. It's like you can't. I can't. Well, so what he does is he calls me every day because he knows that we do a conference call at six o'clock every yeah. night. So he knows that I'm near the phone at five fifty-five. Oh God! So he calls me, <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, dude," because he's just and that and so that's his thing. He he likes to call people as he's on his way into work. Right? He's got a I don't know a forty-five minute commute. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my daily phone calls. I'm gonna call Casey and Matt Cord and all these people. Right. right. Mm-hmm. What was the clip you're gonna play, Casey? No. Get off the phone. <laughs> What's that from? That's Dumb and Dumber, where the dude the oh, hit- through, yeah, yeah, through, yeah, the, through the yeah, uh, phone booth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let, all right. Somebody wants to defend the other side, Casey. Okay. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Josh here. We got to take a break in just a second. But Josh, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, guys. Hey. What's up, buddy? So, I am not guilty of this. I'm not defending it, but I was told the defense of this. I was in a movie theater with my son, seeing a movie, and in front of us there was a mother with a whole slew clan of children, and um, they were pretty unruly while the lights were still on. And uh, the movie started, phones were still out, and, you know, about 30 minutes through the movie, this was still going on. So I sent a little, I had a little bit of a Hail Mary. I noticed they had an iPhone, I had an iPhone. And uh, I took a picture of all of them, and they actually had their airdrop settings to everyone. I was able to airdrop them a picture of themselves with a nice little message written in it. And uh, she actually turned along in the middle of the movie and screamed, you can't take pictures of me, this and that, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they turned their friends off. But afterwards, they actually approached me and said, it's a complex. I have to be on my phone. Then don't go to the movie. Then don't go to the then movie. Don't Seriously? go to the movie. You know, like, I, I, I'm a chronic mask. Oh, wait, people shouldn't be affected by this. Well, wait a minute. They, they need to have their, their phone on while they're watching a movie? 
No, just in general. She's like, I don't know what to do with myself without my phone. I had to take this call. I said, well, you can leave the theater. And she says, not with my kids. And I said, well, if you were expecting a call that's that imperative, maybe you sh- you know, you should have worked around that. But a theater full of people. Yep. Josh, opening I, weekend have to suffer from this. I believe that you're talking about something that is probably more prevalent. And I don't know if I'm, uh, there's, I'm sure people have done studies where people absolutely have to be on the phone phone all the time. And it's not just simply playing games. They have to be talking to someone. They have to be in communication with someone or else they, they, uh, you know, I don't know what the, 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 the psychological term for it is, but they mm-hmm. are just tied in all the time. But there needs to be a penalty for that, right? Cause, so if it was a kid, a child, you know, as, as an adult, you can take that away from them and say, you know, this. The, but when you're an adult, like, who's going to take it away? You have to be able to take it away from yourself. If you have this complex, you, 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 you got to leave the, the, you gotta leave the f- phone in the car. Either A, don't go to the movies. Get out of the theater. B... <laughs> Leave the um, Lambo's back. <laughs> leave the phone in the car. Put the phone down and get out of the theater. <laughs> or C, put the phone in. Uh, you know, turn the phone off. Shut up, FaceTime, and stop making the call. I'm trying to watch Dumbo. Say, I can. Compl- I, I would never take my phone out in a movie theater. I I watch yeah. a movie when I'm there. I wouldn't. Like I said, put if I'm at down. if I'm at Target, I put the phone down. But if someone is is doing that, yep, it just I, you guys are getting so worked up over it. Like it's not gonna bother me if well, somebody, somebody answering a facetime wouldn't bother you on a phone in a uh, movie listen, theater listen and 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 the 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 restaurant thing with with it being loud is yes it is annoying but i don't think i would get worked up like that wow okay i do i'm surprised so somebody's sitting one seat in front of you in a movie theater and they flip on the facetime all right maybe movie theater is going to be different if you can hear the movie and it's disrupting yes anybody i don't like anybody the, even chit-chatting i mean not even yeah see that like it's not it, it's annoying when the people are yes i know it's, i think you're full that, of it i, th- I think if you're no, i think if you're doing decoupage at floral and hardy and someone's standing next to you <laughs> on facetime you're gonna freak out no i wouldn't that is not it it's not gonna it, it it, maybe it's a little bit rude and it's a little distracting, but it's not going to bother me that I'm going to get upset over it. Mm. Well, you don't you don't start swinging, but I mean it it it, it bothers you. I mean I've I've said to people in in situations, could you turn that down? Yeah, or could you you know? Uh, and I I make it clear that you're being ridiculous. I think a lot of people though want you to hear their look at me. I think they need to be hobbled, like in the movie Misery. Yeah. Break their ankle. Yeah. Break their ankles. Oh, God. Hopefully, it'll teach you a lesson. <laughs> no, Kath, listen, we all have our Ugh. things that, that sort of set us off, and maybe that's not your thing. You know, maybe it's your not. thing that's is... I'm trying yeah, to watch yeah. the flying elephant. <laughs> Get out of the theater with your phone. <laughs> and then they respond to you. I'm trying to use the phone! <laughs> God. All right, anyhow, I never had that happen. Sitting next to me in the booth person by themselves takes out the cell phone sets it down has their entire dinner and a full conversation on the cell phone it was loud there was nobody there was one other table besides us and this other guy in the whole restaurant and dude don't do that so, you're clearly inviting me into your conversation you mind if i bring my plate over here and eat with you I that's would, what i should have yeah, done yeah. hey how you doing oh just figured God. i'd come over and jump yeah. in yeah yeah what you're talking <laughs> about you mommy yeah you haven't officially invited me into the conversation, but for but the you last sort of have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyhow, we need to take a break uh, because we are going to have an opportunity for you to use that cell phone to make some money. Opportunity. That is correct. We are going to get into uh, Go Fund Yourself Part 2. We'll return in just a second. The B-File stories are on the way as well. We'll be right back. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. 
At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. Go find yourself. No, it's not a scam. We want to give you a grand. We want to fund you. Let's get you some cash. Now, a tiny bit of work, but next to nothing to make $1,000. We're going to give you the special keyword and how to send it to us, and you have until 8.15 to do it. This hour's keyword for MMR Fund You 2 nationwide contest is friend, F-R-I-E-N-D. Like I said, you have until 8.15 to enter it via WMMR's mobile app. At WMMR.com or via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. So three ways. Use the MMR mobile app, go to WMMR.com, or text the special number. Text the word FRIEND to 45911, but you need to know that word FRIEND. We're going to call you if you're randomly selected and you win $1,000. Need the complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Good luck from A&T, Subaru, and WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Files. And the Bizarre Files, sponsored this morning by Gwynedd Mercy University. With excellent academics, generous scholarships, and a deep commitment to service, Gwen Mercy University education is a real game changer. Learn more at G Mercy U's Spring Open House, April 13th at 10 a.m. You can sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. A University of Hartford student is scheduled to appear in court on two accounts of attempted murder. Whoa. After police say he stabbed two fellow students while the three rehearsed a scene from the movie The Butterfly Effect. <laughs> It's weird. A 19-year-old... From the butterfly effect. Yeah, a 19-year-old student suffered wounds to his chest and back and was listed in critical condition. A 21-year-old student who in uh, whose on-campus apartment the men were practicing suffered a puncture wound to the chest and four to the back. I mean, this person went old stabby crazy. Must be a method actor. And uh, was listed in serious but stable condition. The men were rehearsing a scene from the movie as part of a school project. The suspect was acting out a scene in which a person or persons get stabbed at which point he began to stab both victims before fleeing on foot. Police were called for a report of a person stabbed. When police arrived, they found both victims and quickly identified the suspect that they were looking for. It must be that troubling moment when you realize you're really into stabbing. Yeah, the 19-year-old student is a commuter student. Jeez. Was the suspect, Jake Washer. Uh, Washer enrolled seeking a Bachelor of Fine Arts in acting. Uh, Washer was caught about two hours after the incident when an officer on the campus perimeter spotted a man who matched the description. When he saw the officer, he ran into the woods but surrendered after several more officers arrived and ordered him out of the woods. Uh, detectives questioned him, and he made several admissions to police, but I don't know why he did it. Well, it's not really acting if you're stabbing the no, person. you're not pretending You're not pretending. It ceased to be acting. Tulsa police arrested a woman after she was allegedly driving drunk on a rim of her vehicle. <laughs> 
Officers were conducting a traffic stop and they spotted a driver driving on the rim. Police say they quickly ended the original traffic stop and pulled over the driver, which they say uh, they could hear coming from a block away. See, a lot of people think you actually need all four tires. Officers asked the woman, later identified as Amy Dillon, how much she had to drink, in which she replied that she had had two tequila shots. <laughs> police say she could barely stand upright and did not do well in a field sobriety test. And police also said they found a full margarita inside her cup holder. <laughs> and I wonder if it was in, like, a traditional margarita glass. Sure, yeah, you know, with the whole deal. That she put in her cup yeah. holder. No way. A regular cup holder wouldn't hold that, but... Um, it's unknown how she wrecked her car on something or what it was. Authorities took her to jail where her breathalyzer test she blew a point two one and climbing, well, according to police. She said she had leaned over to turn on the blender pressed and then oh, uh, she got distracted. distracted. <laughs> I understand. I wonder if she remembers it. I mean, that's blackout drunk. At that uh, yeah, absolutely. Burglars broke into Zulu's board game cafe early Thursday morning, and I, I bring this up uh, mainly because of my son. Uh, they got away with about a hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise. I'll explain what they stole. Uh, the suspect apparently used a rope to get onto the roof and cut all the security cameras. Used tools to remove a small sky window to get inside. And then stole some of the business's most valuable Magic the Gathering trading cards. $100,000 worth. Okay, so what kind of haul, what size of a haul are we talking? Can you fit that in like a briefcase? One drawer they stole had 35,000 cards in it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Uh, they they are coveted amongst the people who play it. Yeah, Matt Zaremba, the owner of Zulu, said the cards are going to kill us. He said that's a huge part. It's one of the main pillars that holds us up the trading card side. It's actually rather disheartening that someone would do this. Uh, Zulu carries hundreds of thousands of cards, but they used to carry a lot more before the burglars got a hold of them. Uh, One card that the thieves left behind... was uh, $160 by itself. So some of them are collector's cards are really pricey. So these tournaments that these guys play in, uh, they can make some some big money. Uh, my my son plays every Friday night. They play for Does the he? store credit. Okay. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, Zulu says it uh, already had a robust security system with cameras everywhere. However, they said it's clear whoever did this had been here before. The burglars even stole a hard drive hidden near the ceiling that stored the cafe's security footage. And they know magic. Yeah, they know magic, yeah. too. Uh, they've already tightened the security and said that they're working with police to uh, check with two neighboring banks for surveillance video. Of the Perhaps burglars. it's time for a protective spell as well. Yeah, no kidding. You could definitely yeah. lay that down. Uh, a camera caught a man apparently stealing underwear during a recent open house in San Mateo. Uh, police are searching for the man who is currently a person of interest in a theft case and seek help identifying him. Surveillance video shows a man being greeted by a realtor inside the home, then walking around the house with a noticeable bulge around his abdomen that wasn't there when he initially walked inside the home. How are the schools in this area, and where is the used underwear? The homeowner said he he put surveillance cameras inside. Where are your hampers? uh, To monitor the foot traffic. Sounds like he might be related to the pudding guy. <laughs> yes, that's my brother, yeah. Uh, when his wife told him that uh, she was missing a few things, he took a closer look. Upon a further review, the homeowner believes the man stole all of his wife's push-up bras. Mm-hmm. Uh, the homeowner said, I'm shocked seeing the way it infuriates my wife more than anything. It infuriates me. I would assume that the sweat under her breasts coagulates here. The homeowner said he is uh, sharing a story to help other sellers who should contact the realtor about not letting potential buyers roam through their home. Alone. That standard procedure, right? You just don't let people wander about someone's home you when you've let so. them in. Yeah. 
All right, uh, one last story. Around Davenport, Iowa, you may have seen the countless photos of the fish guy lugging around a 50-pound catfish. I did. After he wrangled it out of the flooded Mississippi River with his bare hands. Of course, catching a fish with your bare hands is called noodling, and it's illegal to do in the state of Iowa, oh. which Peter Robinson, the fish guy, found out. I, why, why is it illegal? Uh, I don't know. Robinson is now an internet sensation after he was photographed by multiple Davenport onlookers who saw him carrying the hefty catfish around the downtown streets. After the Iowa Department of Natural Resources saw the photos, they issued him a fine for $93.75 for illegal noodling of fish. You know that guy? You remember that series with the guy who would do the noodling with the snapping turtles? Uh, I remember River Monsters. I yeah. don't remember if that no, was No, this it guy would, this is his whole, I just love to do it. Uh, when Robinson uh, heard that the uh, DNR was looking for him, he decided to turn himself in. I have something to confess. <laughs> he said, I'd rather do the good thing, the right thing. I assume the prison has a whole wing of noodlers. got to believe it. All right, so the fish guy is uh, has been taken in. There you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file this morning. A reminder, you got a few more minutes until 8.15 to enter the word friend for uh, the MMR Fund You 2 nationwide contest is taking place. So it's friend, F-R-I-E-N-D. And uh, you have three different ways to enter it. You can either friend. do it. Thank you. Either do it MMR's mobile app. You can do it at WMMR.com or you can text the special contest short code number uh, the word friend to 45911. Friend. Good luck to you. We want you to win. If you don't win this time, stick around till 11 o'clock. Pierre's going to give you another shot at it. And then after that, we have three more times. So five times a day. Details WMMR.com. When we come back, little sweets in the house. Hey! Our buddy Justin Guarini's here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. The Revivalist. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Yes, gang, the videos from segments on the Presidency Radio program are facing off in this head-to-head matchup, and we're going to narrow it down to one video that is your favorite. This hour's highlighted matchup includes a number 10 seed against a number 2 seed. I think I know who's going to win this handily, but nonetheless, we'll let them duke it out with your votes. Making the decision, number, the first video is Preston Elliott's Speed Pier. Hmm. Against Bill Cosby originally sang the song Blinded by the Light. Okay. I think Cos is going to win yeah, this it's one. Probably. You never know. I'll just remind you real quick. I'll play a clip of me, the speed peer. Here we go. <laughs> there he is. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. All right. Back in the you went to the bathroom? Yeah. yeah. 53 I seconds. so fast. 53 seconds. 53 I told you I could do it less than a minute and a half. Wow. <laughs> and you don't watch your hands or nothing. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> told you I could do it less than a minute and a half. Told you. So, uh, yeah, I forgot. Did we have a guest on at that time? Or I just, we didn't want to stop talking or something. Uh, Uh, You had to go really bad. And Steve, I think, had to do uh, Hollywood Trash. Yeah. 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 Right, Marissa? We could fit it in. Yeah, Yeah, I think it was the fastest Hollywood Trash ever. Okay. Oh, yeah, you (laughs) tore through it. Oh, yes, that's right. You could, yeah, do it within the time I did Hollywood Trash. We did have a guest in the studio. That was T.J. Miller. It was T.J. Miller. And the interview was going too good. And I said, I got to go pee. And I left and came back. And you guys kept the conversation going on. 
Only two times ever in my radio history right. that I've done that. Uh, then we have Bill Cosby originally saying Blinded by the Light. Here is a little clip of that. And drummers, bombers, and Indians in the summer. Sounds a little Bill Cosby. Midnight's diplomat. Rummers, grummers, dummers, and flabbers, flabbers, bloopers, and flakers, flakers, blabbers, boogers. Does he? And it went on for a while. And you'll want to see the video WMMR.com. We have it available for you as well as your chance to vote on the other matchups for the day. We'll roll out the rest of those later. And don't forget. Uh, it's brought to you by Punchline Philly, and you can enter to win a chance to see every single show for the rest of the year at Punchline. And you have to be at least 21 years of age. You can enter uh, once per person per day. Pretty cool deal. Contest rules, WMMR.com. Presented by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Uh, we have a guest in our midst, and we are so happy to welcome our coach back. Uh, <laughs> anytime he's, uh, he's yeah. available to come back. And, and in fact, we have a little... I'm sure he doesn't boast about that. Well, here's a, uh, a quick clip. Is it hot in here? Is it just a little sweet? It's a little sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Guarini. Hey, We're awesome, man. How are you? I'm feeling really good. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. <laughs> Look at that. I'm, I'm I'm so excited. This little sweet campaign just keeps going. It's <laughs> the best. We the, I, and we're going to talk about why you're here. There's a sure, charity event sure, coming up, but I I love it when I'm surprised by a new commercial. Oh yeah, that's it, it starts off the one the one yep. I, with the uh, the wood chopping. Um, <laughs> yep. Where, what I love too is it, it 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 is such a an alternate reality because obviously you have this little rocker who's this, who's really cool. But then when you leave the scene, you go through a hidden doorway in the wood. I actually, I believe that Little Sweet is actually a superhero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of sorts. Because ah. he has interdimensional qualities Absolutely, about him. yeah, yeah. He, he, he can make these little portals appear and disappear. And, you know, there's, there's like a teen uh, Steve... Um, uh, fan fiction that uh, Shaggy of Shaggy and Scooby, yes, yeah, is like an all-powerful entity, right? And I think Little, Little Sweet. Sweet falls in that too. <laughs> I'd like to see. Do you, do you subscribe to any of this? Uh, you know what? I, I think you might be right. You know, I got to yeah. hand it obviously to the writers; they're yeah. fantastic, right? But what we love to do is it is probably one of the most fun gigs that I've ever done because when we get on the set, we improv. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, know, you do. We do what's written. We do what's okay. written, and then we improv, and that that. Moment that you see in the wood chopping where I do the hip thrust and and the the or little sweet does the hip yeah, thrust yeah. and the door opens. Yeah, we fought so hard for that because yeah. you know you gotta think this is a large corporation yeah. and they want to be make sure that they don't offend anyone. And so those little things that was like an improv. They're like just try it five, six, ten times. You know different ways. Wave your hand. Do this. And I was like, I went oh, and I opened it and I did the hip thrust. And I was like, guys, please can we keep oh, that? Yeah. Like, we'll try. We'll try. And so, like, it's really, really fun, and we just make it up as we go. The attitude is right. You, you gotta, you gotta have a little bit. I mean, you're, you're. By the way, I mean, virtually in every commercial, I don't think the the full sized woman has never wanted to nail a little sweet. So, right, they're all horny it's for subtle. you. It's real subtle. Yeah, yeah. So, so my I mean, favorite is the paint roller one now, which we're watching, and yeah. uh, you're camouflaged against the wall because you've been painted over. Yeah. And then you leave the scene by uh, riding off on a paint roller. Right. Were you on like a Segway or? Something? Yeah, you know, it's really okay. funny. A couple of stories from that. The the woman who's in that loved those commercials before she ever auditioned for it. And so it was really funny to see her come in and be like, oh, my God, I've loved these commercials. And I finally got this gig. And then 
We had we had it took us a couple of days to get the wig just right because yeah. they had to paint half of my body. Yeah. And they had to paint me in the jeans. And so we couldn't use the regular costume that we use. So they had to make a whole a new costume, yeah, right? Yeah. And paint that. And so that was its whole drama. And then what they did is they put they made a sort of big fake paint roller and they put it on a uh, rectangular um, thing with wheels on it. Okay. And there's four or five guys who's like two of them are pulling it, other two are like holding it and making sure it goes and it was crazy. It was like riding a ride and they had to spin it around and they, they uh, our, our art department, uh, the head of the art department, they're geniuses. Well, they're effects. They, they're yeah, using a lot of effects. effects. But a lot yeah. of it's real you know yeah, it's yeah. not all cgi but it's so facts. hilarious because they have to make things because i'm six foot yeah and they have to make me look like i'm three foot six right, yeah, <laughs> so right. everything else has to be proportionally larger yeah. in order to make me look smaller so it's 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 just so much fun freaking hilarious how, how long you've been doing little sweet campaign how long has it lasted i think at this, this point? is year five wow this is year five which is crazy well that says a lot because because yeah. no company's gonna stick they research the hell out of these things yeah. and it has to be working. Yeah. I, you, you are a, a multi-talented guy. <laughs> You've got all kinds of talents but I hope that this I hope you're the next flow. You know? right? Oh God, really. that's uh, all she does. Yeah, and, and she's done. She's actually on Modern Family as, uh, no, she's on uh, uh, the Goldbergs as well. Yeah, she was yeah. an actor yeah, before yeah. 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 all of this. Yeah. Improv actress and she's sure. great. Well, look, if you like Lil Sweet and you want to see more Lil Sweet, just go on social media and and just tell people how much you love it because yep. that's what they're looking at. Okay, as long yeah. as as long as people say we love this and we love your product, then, then they're happy. Going. All right, yeah. can you do us a favor then? Um, the next time you join us in the studio, because I'm sure this isn't the, the the last time you're going to be here, can you bring us the prop can that you use for the commercial? <laughs> you know what? Those things are heavy. Yeah, those things are surprisingly heavy. You're like it's like I remember like the the first hour or two, you have it in your hand. You're like, yeah, it's great, and you're holding it up, and you've got to hold it up a certain way, and yeah. you're like, uh, hey, can you clock it a little bit to the left? Because of course you have to see the whole right. label. The and label, you yeah. You gotta do it, you gotta, and then you're an hour like six or seven, and you're like, oh my god, I don't do this you anymore. Bastards, yeah. Yeah. You deserve a sweet masterpiece. <laughs> I want to see one oh where, where, I mean, uh-huh. Wait, I guess you can if, if if they get a little touchy about being too suggestive. Where the guy comes home and finally a little sweets in bed with the wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. But but we we push the envelope as much as we can, and, and we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 lunacy of this '80s style rocker yeah. as a tiny uh, you know a soda pitchman is just it's just uh, golden. Well, so well, any we talked about this. Yeah. They've done it before. Yeah. Uh, any shot of uh, have they? Has there been a series talk uh, about uh, this or you know, a, a YouTube series or something? I tell them all the time. I'm like, look, <laughs> do you remember Max Headroom? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. that other Loved company. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was like, wait a minute. They had a cartoon for that. Yeah, and, and but at the end of the day, I, I think they are very, very aware of who they're selling to. Okay, and what they're selling to yeah. who. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so it's like, so it's like they're a cartoon protective. would be great, but it's like. Kids, you know I mean, what I mean. Like, right, yeah, yeah. So, so they're they're very conscious of of who they sell to, and and so I I hope that they will. But they're they're a company that that has standards, and so yeah. Here's from the chopping wood commercial. For chopping that wood, you deserve the sweet reward of a diet, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> and is this is this from the same one? Got a split? I think. Yeah. Little sweet's got a split. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the hip thrust. And you know we do a, we're doing all these different things and trying to figure it out. And and I got to hand it to to the folks, uh, not only who write it but uh, the the corporation. Where, well. where do you shoot most of them? L- L.A. L.A. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We go out usually during the week. It's about. 
we'll do like two commercials a year, so or th- maybe sometimes three, and we'll shoot for four or five days on set. And I'm not doing anything; I'm behind the camera just talking. Yeah. And then the last two days, we go into this massive warehouse that has green or green. blue screens, yeah. Yeah. and they, you know, that that wood stump was massive <laughs> that I have to keep popping out of. And there's like this rig that literally really? looks like, yeah, I thought that was CGI. I didn't think that was no, no, real what, props. What they do is everything but. The, the wood stump. The physical yeah. Every, right around you yeah, that yeah. you're touching exactly. is real. Yeah. So what they okay. do is they have this thing. Like, you know those um, those uh, uh, railroad things where you can you yeah, can push yeah. down yeah. on yeah. the push car. Push yeah, yeah. Sort of push, yeah. That's what it's called, yeah. push car. Well, it's that sort of thing. And somebody, like, 10 feet back uh-huh. is pushing down on this thing. And it lifts me up on this lever. And I'm constantly, like, <laughs> popping up. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like for hours. Yeah. Oh, dude, I would, I would pay. For, forget the Jack in the Box. I'd pay to have a little sweet. <laughs> That's a great yeah. idea. It, does Little Sweet have any social media presence? Is there an account? Or... Uh, yes, okay. he does. Yeah. Um, uh, Are you happy with what the, is going up? I'm not particularly in control of <laughs> okay, any of that. Right. You know, Little Sweet is his own man. You're a funny guy, though. I, I would put you in charge with it. Yeah, you know this stuff. <laughs> That was very little sweet sound right there. You know, people. There are people who get paid to do that. All right, Um, but yeah, as you can see, it's it's up there on Twitter. If you're if you're. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention uh, the, the event that you're here to promote, and then we're yeah. going to talk about a few other things as well. But Big Climb Philly is coming up on the 13th, and this is uh, near and dear to Nick's heart. His, his uh, nephew <clears throat> is uh, part of the, the fundraising event. It's Team Luke, and that's uh, Nick's nephew, and this will be at the FMC Tower. Uh, Nick, how many floors you guys climb? 43? 47. 47. Yeah, so Justin um, went to Haiti not that long ago and, and did some uh, – not Haiti? No, I didn't go to him. Oh, you were doing some charity did, work for yes, him. I apologize. Yeah, no worries. And um, and so I was just chatting with you about that and asked if you'd like to be a part of this, and you graciously accepted. And uh, I just, I really appreciate it. I want to say that publicly. It's really kind of you to give up your time and to help promote it. Oh, of course. And uh, so my nephew, Luke, has leukemia. He's been dealing with it for about a year and a half. His prognosis is good. But um, the PALLS, which is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, puts on several events every year. And this is one of them. And we climb 47 flights of stairs. Are you ready to climb 47 flights of stairs? I am, as a matter of fact. But before I tell you why I'm ready, I want people to go to Big Climb. Is it bigclimb.org? Yeah, well, you can go to PrestonandSteve.com. Oh, PrestonandSteve.com. I'm sorry. Oh my Got gosh. all the information uh, yeah. right Cardinal there. Cardinal sin. I just... I just <laughs> no, 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 Just make it easier. It all yeah. ends so, up the same Go to PrestonandSteve.com because I, I, we, we are about 60% to the goal uh, of the fundraising goal right now. Yeah. yeah. And last year, this was uh, new. My, my nephew had just been diagnosed, and so there was a lot more passion and uh, interest from friends and family, and some people aren't able to make it uh, two years in a row. Some people who were there last year are able to come out this year, um, but I'm doing it again this year. And uh, so w- whatever we can do to raise some money and raise some awareness and get people to come out on a great day, it's next Saturday, April 13th. And uh, so we are looking for climbers to join our team. Yeah. And uh, and to have you be a part of it is really cool. So we're going to be climbing 47 flights of stairs up the FMC Tower, which is the newer skyscraper in uh, University City right by 30th Street Station. And uh, MMR will be there, and I'll be there, and you'll be there. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I just got back from... Atlanta, Georgia, where I went and I did this savage race. Have you ever heard of like yes. Tough Mudder? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, Spartan yeah. races. Spartan stuff, race, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Well, this is about like six, seven miles worth of trail running up down hills and obstacles and you know, ice baths and mud and all that crap. How'd you yeah. do? And uh, great. Yeah. Great, great, great. I did better. Um, it, it's about six, seven miles and my time, I, I, I beat my time. I did it in about an hour and 52 minutes. Wow. Nice. Now, look, the guys who like the world class guys, it's yeah. like. 47 minutes, right. yeah. <laughs> like, which is yeah, yeah. insane, which my heart would explode. They'd have to scrape me up off the off the trail. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited because I got in shape for that, 
And mm. now this is like, I don't have to go through mud or barbed wire or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I just have to haul my butt up some stairs. You yeah, know? no, but you it's, do a, it's a good cha- workout. Yeah, you want to challenge yourself, Oh, though. it's a challenge. Absolutely. So, uh, f- so for the big climb... Correct me if I'm wrong, but you said you're going to sing the climb from Miley Cyrus the entire time you're climbing up, right? Oh, my God. Could you? Yeah. There's always going to be another mountain. I'm always going to want to make it. It's always going to be another mountain. It's a climb. And then just, it's like Donkey Kong because people are running up and Justin's rolling down the stairs yeah, that's and it. jumping up over yeah, you. Yeah. Well, I, I did it last year. Casey did it last year. And um, it, it really is a lot of fun. But you go into it and you have all this adrenaline pumping and you're there with a lot of other people and they stagger the climbers. That's good. So you start and then uh, like the first four floors, you're like, I got this, I got this. Mm-hmm. And then by floor six, 10, 12, you start wheezing. And it's it's harder than you might think. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to do it under 20 minutes last year. I was able to do so. Um, and I'm, I'm, I would like to beat 18 minutes this yeah, year. Yeah, so 18's your goal? That's my goal, yeah. My that's son cool. did it in 10, uh, so, but he's 12. Call, so. I call no fair, though. <laughs> yeah. He's got young lungs. I know. Young and lungs. how much does he weigh? Come on. on. Yeah. There you go. A lot yeah. less than yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Case, I understand you and Justin were having a uh, American Idol discussion on the green room. Well, I, I, you know, about? for yeah. those of you who don't know, uh, Justin is an American Idol alum. You came in second. Uh, you lost to Kelly Clarkson. I hate Have saying, you heard of her? Uh, I have. <laughs> yeah. I, I would love. say that's the year that matters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for American Idol, because I mean that's that. Listen, was, there's we been were a, all watching. Yeah, there's there's been a few um, success stories that have come from that. There, there's yeah. probably a lot of people that are having success, but it's just under the radar. Absolutely. Now, now you you've been on Broadway. I mean, you've been doing a lot of things since. When was your uh, uh, tenure on on American Idol? What year was that? Do you that remember? was 2002. Can you believe that? Wow. It feels like it was forever ago. I yeah. was a 22 year old kid stepping on stage. With 30 million people watching every single week. Number one show on television. It was absolutely crazy. And I was watching um, uh, some of uh, the footage last night. Because I haven't been able to watch as much as I want to watch this year. Oh, my goodness. Can people see that video? No, that no, you put no, no, no. Oh, they're just, just us. Oh God, we're watching like from the original season Justin's yes. videos. I mean, full. I was in full hair. <laughs> Pantene bounce. Hey, mode. that helped. People love that. No, no, no. I, I used to tell people if my hair could sing, act, and dance, the rest <laughs> would be, be out of a job. And uh, gap tooth as well back then too. Yeah, yeah. 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 look, you know, look, I, I grew up. I, uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fixed a few things. Absolutely, there but, everybody does. But I was watching the other night, and it just amazes me at how these kids can come out knowing that there's millions of people watching them, yeah. and perform under this kind of pressure there was a night um big band night right. now, back when i did it it was literally like they hit the play button and like you're on kid and they push you out on the stage now it's all live musicians or you can play your guitar right taking them to, yeah. to hawaii yeah. and right. all, hawaii and all, and all stuff. stuff but when i did it was big band night it was the first time we'd ever had a live live musicians right, right. on the show and so that whole week tensions were high we're in rehearsals we got to get everything right i mean you have to learn everything in a, a very short amount of time and so i we go into dress rehearsal and i'm in a in a tuxedo and i got my bow tie tied and right. at the end of my rehearsal the producer goes you know i don't know if i like that bow tie <laughs> and there's this like hour-long discussion about my bow tie should it be tied should it be loose should it be and so those are the things that were those, that minutia in our heads mm-hmm. and so about 
uh, it comes time to do the the show, and about thirty seconds before I go out, I have it tied, and the wardrobe people are like, "We don't know." There's still debate. Is and going you, you're on. standing there like, uh, uh, yeah, and I'm like, well, because yeah. I'm in it to yeah, win, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, just untie, it, just untie it, just untie it. And so they untie it, they do it, and then literally they shove me out on stage, and the the show's going, the band is cooking, everything's great, the audience is 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 way into it. I'm into it. I nail the first verse, I nail the chorus, and then I get to the bridge. The song is Route 66. Yeah. Iconic song. Everybody mm-hmm. knows something probably right. about that song, right? And so the bridge goes, um, it goes to St. Louis, Joplin, Missouri, and Oklahoma City's looking mighty pretty. You'll see Amarillo, Gallup, New Mexico, Flagstaff, Arizona. Right. Don't forget Winona, Kingman, Barstow, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm cooking through that, yeah. through the through the uh, the bridge. And I get to the Flagstaff part. And, you know, we're going pretty fast. And yeah, I say, yeah. Flagstaff, Alabama. Uh-oh. Now, that's the moment my hair lights on fire. <laughs> and I start running around the stage and screaming and hitting the, the, the musicians and all this other stuff. And like, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what do I do? Now, of course, that, that, that's all happening in my head. Right. right? They don't in know. In this moment, right? Yeah. Nobody knows, yeah, they right? They don't know. And so, fortunately, I, I think to myself, okay, in that moment, if I mess this lyric up, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's bad. Okay, so... A couple problems. First problem, Arizona. <laughs> Route 66 doesn't come within about 100 miles of Arizona. <laughs> right? But it's not a big deal. Like, who am I, like, offending? Like, some yeah. geography buffs, right? Yeah. They're not going to like that. But the big problem <laughs> is the fact that Arizona doesn't go with the rhyme scheme of Winona. You mean Alabama. I'm sorry, Alabama, yeah. rather. Yeah. Alabama right. doesn't go with the rhyme scheme of, of Winona, Winona. Yeah. which is next. So I have about a second to think the hell rhymes in Alabama? Alabama? Oh, no. (laughs) Right? And so I'm there, and in my mind, I'm screaming, hair on fire. (laughs) And fortunately, and I don't know, it was either just dumb luck or the grace of God, I was born in Georgia. And one of my favorite places, that's actually, the clip is up there right now of it happening. Oh, yeah. You can, you oh, can man, look at this it. online. And you can watch the, the half a second worth of terror in my eyes. I was born in Georgia, and... One of my favorite places is Savannah. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. Right? And yeah. so I just said, Flagstaff, Alabama, don't forget Savannah. Can't... <laughs> that quick. And it's just one of those things where, and, and you wow. guys all know what this feels like, oh, yeah. where you just don't have to think about something. It just ends up yeah. happening, and you're like, oh, my God. And it's just from years of doing that. I would have blurted out pressure. Pamajama. Jamma. Yeah. And so after that, I think I had just exhausted myself mentally so much because I didn't even sing King Man Barstow. It was just King Man Barstow. And I kept going on. And it was, it was just one of these crazy moments that I remember. And every time I think about those kids getting out there and – being under that kind of pressure and succeeding, yeah. it just brings me back to all those times that we had to do that. It's and how best. performers have to do that in general. New Mexico, Boston, Alabama, don't forget Savannah, Kings. Dude, that was like yeah. wow. wow. right? the second you right? came up with that. I don't know wow. how it happened. Wow. Right Let me back that up because I didn't know it was coming along. I didn't know the tempo was that quick. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have no idea that I just made that yes, up. Exactly. Wait, That's exactly. So did they say anything to you? You know what? This was pre-social media. Yeah, they would have called you. Oh, out they'd have called. No, no, no. Yeah. They'd. Have, I'd had to give the rose back. Ellen would have hit the red <laughs> button. All that. I'd have been done. Yeah. No, but there was before all of any of that. So, so I remember seeing because I, I think I'm the only one here that uh, will watch American Idol, and I'm, and I'm totally watching this season because I've yeah. got like five people that I'm that I'm rooting for in, in the top twenty, but. 
I think the judges, uh, especially the performers, you're not going to get the you're not going to get it from Simon Cowell, but like any performer who will witness what you did would have your back and go, "Hey, listen, I've been doing this a long time." Uh, you mess up, and and so yeah. as as long as you don't act like you mess up, then nobody's really even going to notice. You if know? the audience doesn't, it's the mm-hmm. oldest, and like in, in anything, if the audience doesn't know it's a mistake, it's yeah. not. You know what's funny is uh, um, John Dorenboss, who's a magician, and he said uh, that if he pulls a card out of his ass yeah. while he's on stage, it means that the the trick didn't go right. So he's <laughs> he's got a card up his. I mean, not literally up his ass, <laughs> yeah. but right, yeah, right. So just a backup it, plan. Yeah, so if he's ever doing a, a, you know a, a an act of some sort and right. and and the trick doesn't go right and he reaches back and pulls out a card you know that that's something Lawrence didn't go Olivier right. used to do the same thing if he forgot Shakespeare he'd pull a playing card out of his ass wow. it was great. It was great. <laughs> killed killed every night look at this tenacious spades I have it in my rectum <laughs> no it's 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 really amazing um, what, was, what was the biggest audience you'd played prior ever to before you got on stage and started playing to this. What was the largest crowd you ever played to? Wow, the largest crowd I ever played to, and I remember it very well, uh, yeah. was uh, in uh, Central Bucks, where uh, <laughs> I went to high school. Right. Central Bucks East and Central Bucks West. I went to Central Bucks East. Right. And every single year, there was East-West football game. Where it was yep. like, rah, rah. <laughs> and it, there was maybe, I don't know, a couple thousand people there, and I sang the national anthem. Okay. And that was probably the largest crowd I had performed for before then. From a couple thousand to millions. To 30 million. Yeah. But, you know, it, I got to hand it to the credit. And to, to your point, the judges now are all performers. Yeah. They've all been there. Man. And they're not record executives. They're not suits. They're not, and what I love is that you have three people who have made the climb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. who really have been through the mud, who've had... Who've forgotten things on stage? Who know what it's like to be up there on stage and you know fighting for their careers at, at certain points? So I really love that that that's what they bring. And you often fly without a net. Um, you know, you do the the stage stuff and oh, every time, yeah. You know, live theater is is just that. It's you're on the trapeze without a net. Yeah. And Speaking of, of, of live theater, and you yeah. have a, I'm looking at a list of all your stuff here. Was there a hee haw based musical? Absolutely. It was called Moonshine. Oh, wait, was it called Moonshine? Maybe Moonshine, that no, no, hee haw musical. Hee-haw. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And what the hell was that about? So if you remember. I remember because Preston and I are hee haw fans. We used right. to watch it for the, exactly. uh, for the women. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was that too. Hee haw. Like, it was really, it was a really, really funny show. And again, like being born in the South in, 1978, I caught the last bit of yeah, yeah. Right. And so along comes these wonderful Nashville writers um, and uh, another um, wonderful writer who uh, was the showrunner for Designing Women. And um, they said, well, you know, we love this this property. Let's, let's get together. And so you have these amazing, I mean, huge Nashville songwriter, Shane McAnally, uh, and Brandy Clark, and then you have this guy Robert Horn, who has written and showrun uh, amazing shows. Right, and they got together and they was said, it like Let's a write review? this musical. No, no, it was it was uh, um, all original songs, huh. and it was the characters like Gordy and like all these <laughs> really, things. yeah, yeah. Wow. It was this really funny original story. Uh, you know, country girl got made good. Were there hee haw honeys? Well, I, they, yes, they okay, were. Right, they were are. called that, but right. yes, yes, yeah. That's wild. I mean, because you have obviously you, you've done Rent, you've done Chicago, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor yeah, Dreamcoat, sure. 
Who, uh, who uh, we assume that you were the uh, in Rent? Who was your character? Uh, Roger. I assumed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, paint your wagon. Um, right. Wicked. I just found out Wicked, you were in yeah. Wicked. Yeah. Four years ago. On and we talked to you recently about In Transit, which was yeah. uh, what's 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 the story with that? Well, In Transit was Broadway's first acapella musical. Right. Is there is there plans to continue? You know, I, I hope yeah, so. Yeah. I hope. I, I think. Um, I know one of the high schools regionally did it. Okay. Uh, and um, yeah, it was on Broadway. But you know what's interesting? About Broadway shows, you can spend, it's like anywhere from seven to ten years from the moment the pen hits the paper to getting it to Broadway. And there's millions and ten, sometimes tens, but you're talking about Wicked. I mean, my yeah. God, that's tens of millions of dollars involved in going in and making that thing happen. And it can last for three months on Broadway. Jeez, wow. Yeah. Crazy, yeah. right? It could be that Yeah. And in transit was In Transit was beautiful, but it was it was very difficult and practically unsustainable for the cast because we were singing you know, a hundred minutes out yeah. of a hundred minutes because that's all we, it was acapella. It'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've done Broadway, yeah. uh, but when you get hired to do something new on Broadway, when you hear the words, yeah. it'll be on Broadway. Is that intimidating to you or is it exciting? It's is it a combination thrilling. of all of it? It's thrilling. Absolutely thrilling. It doesn't get old. I mean, you got to think you're at the pinnacle of world theater. People come from all over the world to come see what you do. So it is the height of what, you know, the zenith of what we do. And so on one hand, it's a job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a job like any other job. Like, yeah. you guys come here, and it's a job. It's an awesome job. But it it's is. still a job at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. But it's like, it's Broadway. Yeah. And there are so many wonderful people that I get to work with all the time. And I just, I love it. I live for it. If you're jumping in, it's uh, Justin Guarini is here. He's going to be involved with the Big Climb Philly, uh, which is coming up on April 13th. Details, WMMR.com. And uh, it's uh, Team Luke that uh, Nick is a part of the FMC Tower. And uh, it's for the... Uh, lymphoma Society. So, I, I, another thing I wanted to mention, though, Justin, is the Warrior Artist Alliance. Oh, tell us about that. You're trying to help out people who want to get into your industry. Yeah, I really, at the end of the day, I I help performers nail every audition every time. That's <laughs> is that what, what I you love. do. Wow, I, that's what I love to do. That's yeah, very and, cool. and the thing is, is that part of what I'm doing is helping to change people's perspectives on auditioning because you can nail it every time. You might not can get a job, you, you're so, but you can nail the audition every time and you can walk into an audition room and own your power and okay. own the room itself. And it is as much mindset as it is skill sets. Because if you don't get the part, you still might run into these casting people again some down, sometime Absolutely. down the road who are casting mm-hmm. another show. Or There's so yeah. many casting directors that I say, look, that, that say to me, look, you, you just got to show up because you never know what it is that we're casting you might yep. not be right for this, mm-hmm. but we're going to know if you go in and you just give it your all and you own it, they'll be like, okay, we trust this person to bring them in over and over and over again. How accurate is like La La Land to, uh, you know, the, the, they show some some really nightmarish audition processes. and You know yeah, what? Standing it in a hallway be. with a bunch of people that look yeah. exactly like you. Oh, who, absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah. Part of well, what I like to do is I like to focus on three major areas. I like to focus, focus on worth, self-worth. Right. And part of that self-worth is, you know, when I used to walk into when I was starting out, when I used to walk into a, a casting room, you do. You walk in, you see the same people over and over again. They look kind of like you. They sound kind of like you. And so much of my energy was focused on like scoping them out and then pr- <laughs> trying to like look like I was not scoping them out. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I should have been focused on my work and, yeah. and delivering my performance. And what you understand is when you really truly own your own power, when you truly deliver your and understand that no one can deliver a performance like you because no one has had the life experience that you've had, then it's not a competition. And it's not about walking into the room and just begging for a job. It's just saying, hey, walking into the room and saying, hey, this is the best of what I got. 
Mm-hmm. You, you want on board? Yeah. How long did it take you to realize that yourself? Uh, it took me a very long time. Very long time. Yeah. 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 Very long time. And and it was through the experience. And, you know, walking out of a casting room, I used to think to myself, oh, I could have done so much better. Oh, if I just had another chance. And and I would beat myself up for the rest of the week. And then I would enter something. I, I, I wrote a book called Audition Secrets, which is available at justinguarini.com for free. Yeah. And, um... I, I would get into this cycle, and part of that cycle was beating myself up all week. Depression. Done better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, depression, even if it was just for a few days or just this sort of undercurrent that, that I would bring, and it was like a dragnet that I had behind me, and every mistake I made in an audition, every single bad experience I had, I was, like, dragging that into every audition room oh, with wow. me. Oh, wow. Wow. You, you, just, you just keep packing that luggage yeah, exactly. and bringing it everywhere So many people do that, and, yeah. and casting is... I'm, I'm, I don't mean to oversimplify it, but like casting is uh, just as much about instinct as it is about what the people are actually giving you. Yeah, you know? and if it's yeah. whether it's right or not, and and casting directors are are artists themselves, and they can feel within the first thirty seconds what you're bringing into the room. Yeah, we I guess talent talent can be subjective. I mean, you, there there are technical uh, abilities that you need to have, but talent can be subjective, and if you I think if you come to terms with, um, as opposed to, I, I need b- to be better, I need to be better, is this is how I do it. Yes. This is how I, this is my version of this. Exactly. Either you like it or you don't. Yeah. This, but yeah. this is what I'm bringing. If, if, yeah. you, if you come in from a place of owning what you're bringing Absolutely. in, because I listen, I, I would audition, you know, doing stand-up when you go do open <laughs> mic and all that stuff. I did it for years. Yeah. You're always auditioning. Yeah. But it, it, and it is, it is an energy suck. But I've talked to a number of comedians. If you just legitimately being uh, enjoy being up on stage, it's still, it's still good. And even just yeah. the fact that you're in a place auditioning, pursuing something you love, yeah. that can help fuel it. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a conversation. And by the way, I mean what you're talking about is not just you know um, auditioning for <laughs> uh, Broadway shows or or you know worldwide movies or anything like that. Because we're, we're going through this process now. All three of my kids are in the theater. My my oldest daughter is like. Totally into it. And, we, and so you talk about, uh, you know, doing the audition and then um, feeling terrible about it uh, afterwards. And, and that happened to my daughter in the most recent audition. And she was, like, upset. She got in the car. She's like, I did this. And I took a chance. Everybody was doing it this way. And I decided to do it that way. Great. Um, she ended up getting the lead role, like the lead narrator role. So. Yeah. But. They're doing she didn't like bastard. it. She didn't care for it. And then. And, and it sat with her for days, yeah. and then she got the call back, and then yeah. everything was was fine. But oh, so, exactly. so what you're talking about, I mean, is mm-hmm. is is there's a lot more of that uh, at a younger age these days than than when we were younger. I think absolutely. And it, when I talk about mindsets, you know, I, I talk about self worth, and then I talk about work, how to approach the work. The audition begins the moment you get that material mm-hmm. in your inbox, mm-hmm. and it ends the second you walk out of the room. I tell people, rip up that script, throw it in the trash. And forget about it mm-hmm. because you don't want to drag that. Whatever happens, happens. You got to work on skill sets. Obviously, like you said, talent is subjective and all those right. things. But there are things that you can do, even if you're talented. When you walk in the room, there are things that you can do that will totally screw up your audition. Yeah. And and so I teach people how not to do that. And then the the last component that I teach is is wealth and how to really create and maintain wealth and what wealth really is because it's beyond financial. Wealth. We're talking about sustained success in this business at any level. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Warrior Artist Alliance, this is free advice that you give out? Well, what I do is, is program? yeah, there okay. is actually, there is a, a free members area. Okay. And then there actually is a, a program where I take people and we go into a, a private membership group and we... Um, 
we go into private membership, and it's kind of like you know, a cast is like a family. Right. Yeah. And and like you get together and you have a good time. It's like from, imagine a family reunion and yeah. you're telling each other stories and you're going through these really intense experiences together. But unlike a family, when your show is done, the cast breaks apart. And it's, it's like, you know, you say, oh, I'll keep in touch. Oh, yeah, we'll talk. And I always thought that'd be yeah. very, very uh, jarring. When you, you built up, especially something if you're in a successful production or you're doing yeah. something that really means a lot yes. or has some longevity. Okay. Yeah. So I have a, I have some experience in this. Yeah. You know, we did the uh, the parent lip sync competition. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Two years in a row right. at, uh, at uh, Oak Ridge Elementary School. Right. And, and you were the uh, the, the project uh, I, No, director, I helped out. Right? I, was, yeah. I was like an assistant. And when and, and by the way, the performance seemed like 10 seconds long. Mm-hmm. And then we were done. Yeah. yeah. And then it was, it was over. But we will always have that. We'll always be a family in that way. There you go. The way right. we lip sync, you know, uh, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. And <laughs> all those great things. All no, those moments. It, goofy as it sounds. That Honestly, we did feel that way when we were done with it. Because yeah. we rehearsed for, for weeks for this thing. And then it was over in an instant. And then. That was it. That was it. That's, but we, you but worked we that shared, hard for... But we shared this really cool magic And it's really beautiful, while. isn't yeah. it? And you yeah. look forward to it. Yeah. And so with the program, the, the pro program that I have, the Warrior Art artist um pro program i have a private facebook group where you come and it's like the cast doesn't ever break apart right and inside there you get to share your stories your experiences i go live i do a q a session once a week i actually do group training the stuff that i do with my private clients i do with the group put people on hot seats let them sing their song let them do their stuff and i give them feedback and and help them to craft their audition so it's like a support group it is it is and it's a great thing where i get to teach my signature techniques inside there and it's just an awesome pl- community where we can all get together and we can just be our crazy, wild, wacky selves in this private space. That's, that's cool, safe. man. Wow. Especially since it's, yeah, it's, it's, but you know, you could take those same skills that you use to apply to this. You could apply it in, in the business world or any other thing. Absolutely. It, it, it is, it is being um, confident. Yeah. That's what it is, ultimately. Yeah. And yeah. owning your own power and just saying, this is who I am. This is what I've got. I've worked hard for this. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you like it, great. If you don't like it, the next person will. Right. That is such a positive and uh, uplifting outlook. Uh, what happens when you come across somebody who stinks? When I come across somebody who stinks? Well, you know what? Simon Cowell, speaking of American Idol, yeah. taught me something very valuable. Somebody, I was standing next to him, and somebody came up to him and said, you know what? Why do you treat these kids this way? Why do you talk to these people this way? And while I would not maybe be quite as... <laughs> Unkind. Blunt. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unkind. Yeah. Blunt, great. Okay. Unkind is another thing, right? Yeah. Um, he said, you know what? I could talk to someone who was not good. I can, I could say to them, you know what? You're really great. You just got to keep going. And then for years, they're going to waste time, money, effort, all these resources chasing after something that they are never, ever going to get. I would be doing them a disservice if I didn't say to them, you might want to try something different. So if somebody comes along and they're not very good, let's just say, I would say, look, do you love the theater? Yes, most likely they do. Guess what? There are literally hundreds of jobs within the theater. I can't tell you how many costume designers, how many stagehands, how many um, uh, uh, directors, how many people are like, yes, I love this so much, but you know what? I couldn't sing to save my life. Yeah. But... I wanted to be a part of the theater. And so I decided to do something a little bit different, but inside the theater because, you oh, know. That's right. The my whole buddy, show. My buddy Rick cut your hair. 
Oh, yeah. You, yes, Rick is from around here. Yes. Rick, I, I, I was in the plane with her, and, and he just wanted to be in the theater. <laughs> yes. I don't necessarily know if he was talented enough. But, I mean, in high school theater, he was. Yeah. But then he, I mean, then he did hairstyling in the Heights. And, but uh, you he know. was the head of the yes. hair department for those things, which is no joke. Because, yeah. I mean, it's like the people you see on stage, that's 10% of the show. Mm-hmm. That's 10% of what's happening. Behind the scenes, it's like... Like everybody's running around and it's crazy, and there's so many people supporting those ten or fifteen people out on stage. Why there's twenty people out there with scissors right now? (laughs) Show (laughs) me. All right. Well, listen. uh, Justin can offer up some sage advice like this. It's the Warrior Artist Alliance, and uh, JustinGuarini.com is where you find that information. It's easy to do. Well, listen. You can you can come see and support and walk with Justin and Nick at the Big Climb Philly, uh, which is going to be April 13th, and we have all those details at uh, WMMR.com, so we'd love for you to sign up for that. Um, anything that we need to know on uh, your performances coming up? Anything that that's on the radar? You know what? I have been very fortunate to be doing a little sweet and some other things <laughs> like that, so it's allowed me to turn down a lot of work to focus on this this business that I'm launching. That's but excellent. I still perform. I'm not, yeah. I'm not retired. I'm not yeah. giving up my performance, but I know that I'm focusing right now on, on this business, and then there are a couple other private gigs and things that I'm doing, but really, this is my focus. My community is my focus right now. And you love it. And then later on, uh, around the fourth quarter, I, I may do some more theatrical stuff. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, man, it is always great to have you by here. It's always. Thank you guys and so much. Of for course. Whether I'm doing Broadway or not doing Broadway, Little Sweet, or I'm the fearless leader of the, yep. the Vocal Valley. River, River Valley Vocal. River Valley Vocal. See, I don't even know. Uh, no. It, you need to block it out of your mind. <laughs> Let's come back and do that again. We'll try All right. it again. All right. Yeah. We definitely will. Justin Guarini, guys. Yeah. On the President's Eve show, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. See ya. Vocal. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Steve, I noticed something that uh, I think you will find interesting. Yes, I noticed it. I said it. Oh, He's made ready. a surprise a visit. Yeah, Casey. And the music's not even ready. That's okay. We'll get Just it done. Just by happenstance, he became the noticer. You can't stop it. I didn't plan it. Use the music. Yeah. Now it's official. It just the noticer into his A. Uh, yes, I am in the his A, but I noticed yesterday, Steve, that uh, Kellogg is selling Keebler cookies. I did see this. And other brands for $1.3 billion. What? Which is about, listen to this, $2.6 billion less than it spent on that brand alone 17 years ago. So it bought Whoa. that for more 17 years ago and is selling it for like a third of the price. What the hell happened? What are the, the elves, what are they all on, meth or something? That's a really good question. I didn't even know that stat until I just looked at this. I just, I knew the basic, I uh, you know... Uh, details about I it. I thought but. that was a good price, actually, but I, I mean... So, yeah, food producers are trying to find new brands with more growth potential after sweeping shifts in consumer tastes. Uh, the value of household names like Keebler has deteriorated as families seek food and snack alternatives that are at least perceived to be healthier, Steve. Goddamn healthy eating. It's got to stop. <laughs> it's got to stop. You're putting elves out of work. I don't know if this is just for one year, but... Yeah, um... <laughs> Do you have anything, any jobs available? <laughs> uh, 
I mean, yeah, I'll try test medications. <laughs> <laughs> Revenue was down thirteen billion dollars for Cle- for Kellogg. I've always I've always liked Keebler. That's I've a always lot of money. Uh, you know it, it is a lot. I, people do look for uh, you know. There's still some standards though. Can you make a healthy Keebler cookie? Well, one moment. So Kellogg is down that much, Nick? Yeah, Kellogg is the parent company, and uh, it says 2017 revenue down $12.923 billion. So, I mean, as far as the cookie makers are concerned, maybe Keebler is like the... I'm the worst of the lot because yeah, I mean, I'm you calling know. to see if you if you buy elf blood. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I mean, Nabisco. Really? Yeah, Nabisco has the the Oreo and the Chipotle and Kibble. Do you think that's better? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're healthier. Oh, well, no. I'm not saying better for you. I'm just saying oh. a better. Tasting. But you can also tell because Keebler used to be very prominent with the commercials, and you don't really see Keebler. Yeah, I always saw the the promotional. You used to see them all the time. You'd see about they going inside the the tree, and that's where they live. It was a communal thing. Yeah, yeah. There was lots of uh, free love going on inside there. Yeah, sure. Why not? Of course. Little people got to make little people. Absolutely. I'm Uh, looking at some of the brands under Kellogg, and many of them are unhealthy. Apple Jacks, uh, Just Right, um, Mini Swirls, Cocoa Krispies, Cocoa Flakes. Yeah, like, but maybe that's the We reason. clearly that's have differing saying. opinions yeah. on what is healthy. <laughs> yeah. Because Apple Jacks says apple right in right. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, A is for yeah. apple, J is for, for Jacks. You know, I had somebody tell me one time that they uh, were feeding their kids healthy because they were giving them uh, fruit snacks. Oh, stop it. Fruit. Really? Fruit snacks. Yeah, they, they, don't, look, like, they ah. don't look at the sugar content okay. at those things. Marissa? Have we ever talked about the fact that Keebler puts out cookies that are exactly like Girl Scout cookies? We have. They do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, years ago, but yeah. I mean, yeah. they have the Samoas and the Thin Mints. And, yep. Yeah, so if they go away, then that means Girl Scout cookies go I think away, my, right? Uh, I don't the know. Keebler, their Keebler version of Thin Mints is um, is very good. Yeah. What, is, what is the name of it? Is, uh, is it is it called Thin Mints? No, it's not called Thin it's Mints. It's called Official Girl Scout Thin Mints by Keegle. <laughs> it is not. Oh, Keebler probably makes it for them. Marissa? I think they're called Grasshoppers. But yeah, yes. all those cookies are made by like different companies, and then the Girl Scouts just package them. Yeah. Keebler pap- it's all a big scam. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I always thought of, of the uh, the Keebler Toll House cookies as the... That's Nestle's Toll House. Is it? Yeah. Then what's Keebler? Keebler the L. So, uh, you have the Soft Baked. No, that's Chips Ahoy Soft Baked. Mm, soft Patch? Soft Patch? I don't know. Binky, I'm looking for work, but I just can't find any. Um, <laughs> so we have to make a healthy alternative. Along with uh, Keebler, uh, the company said Monday that it will sell Mother's and Famous Amos cookie brands as Ooh, well. As, Famous Amos. As its fruit-flavored snack, pie crust, um, and ice cream cone businesses to Italian sweets maker Ferraro. And Ferraro is the one who makes um, Nutella, I believe. Couldn't you put little tiny strips of liver in the cookies, <laughs> just for some? Just to say, protein now in with there? liver. Yeah. Now, yeah, d- d- because um, I've always liked the Keebler. It's, it's, but that listen, it doesn't mean they're going away. They've been sold. They've just been sold for less. Hey, so maybe they'll modify the line a little bit. Godfrey Keebler, of German descent, in 1853 opened a bakery. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Shut up. Uh, His bakery networked with several other local bakeries around the country over the years, and in 1927, they merged into the United Biscuit Company of America. Ya papa. So they started here in in Philadelphia. What? Biscuits. There's got to be one of those little commemorative plaques, you know, historical plaques. If we have one for Larry, fine. We need one for him. (laughs) The creator of the Keebler Empire was a German transplant, huh? Yeah. 
Uh, the brand's the best tasting cookies. Uh, their brand generated sales of nine hundred million dollars profit, seventy five million last year, according to Kellogg. Kellogg acquired Keebler Foods, founded in eighteen fifty three in two thousand one for three point eight six billion. Mm. Wow. Okay. Mm. So I don't know what that means for the future of uh, Keebler cookies. I just remember Keebler Elves, and I always thought that we bought the cookies, but maybe I'm off on that. I don't know. I was Chips Ahoy is the one that I always got when I was a kid. As far Chip. as co- chocolate chip cookies went, Chips Ahoy, Chips Ahoy, regular Chips Ahoy, soft batch Keebler. Uh, I remember who used to make Fudge Town. Do you remember Fudge Town? Besides the porn industry. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say. I yeah. saw Seymour yeah, Butts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seymour like Butts made Fudge Town. Uh, it was great. It was uh, starring uh, <laughs> Anus Lee. Yeah. No, the, um, uh, I used to love those. Uh, Fudge Town? Fudge Town. Do you remember Fudge Town? No. <laughs> Actually, it was very sphincter like if you stop and think about it. In the middle was sort of like a. A butthole. A butthole. We're looking oh, at a picture. You, right you could force the, the, yeah, fudge, the, the fudge. Yeah, those. the fudge butthole out with your tongue. <laughs> Apparently, was the company Steve Burry B U R R Y. God, I love Fudge Town. Why don't you bury it in, in the Fudge Town? It says right there. If you love Analingus, you're gonna oh, love Fudge Town. Um, now, now I'm trying to. You know what? With ones like those, ones that were around for a little while and then kind of um, went off into the ether. I'm trying to think of like knockoff brands and and. Uh, Chirps Ahoy. Well, how about like Hi- <laughs> <laughs> Hydrox was was the uh, Hydrox the cook- was before yeah. Oreo. Hydrox yeah. preceded Oreo. Hydrox I always preceded- thought Hydrox was a ripoff of Oreo. No, it preceded Oreo because as as I always I thought Hydrox was a little inferior to Oreo. Yeah, oh, well, I like so- it more. Do you? you like it more? I liked Hydrox better than okay. Yeah. I thought the Hydrox, the Hydrox chemical cream, which is what makes the cookie taste right. so good, the chemical, the chemical cream like substance was a little too sweet for me. Whereas Oreo was clearly Nick the healthy alternative. Correct. Yeah, Hydrox came out in 1908, and Oreo debuted in 1912. Wait, Hydrox? That just sounds. It sounds. It sounds like Hydrox right? sounds like something that Jason killed with the Argonauts. Yeah. Did you guys and ever, you should encounter the Hydrox. Do you guys ever care for the Lance cookies? Um, you know, um, I remember Lance Brand. Yeah, so Lance Brand I always like chips and things. But yeah, I'm sorry. Well, Lance would have those those crackers. It was like a six pack of um, cracker yes. sandwiches. Yes, they would also have cookies as well, and they yeah. would have you know basically an Oreo rip off, and yeah. then. Uh, something along those lines. Do you know what I used to love in, in school? They they had Linden's chocolate chip cookies. I love those. The toffee? You know, the, uh, I, not, I wouldn't have the toffee. I'd have the regular chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, mm-hmm. Casey, I was a fan of the vanilla cream cookies. Yeah. I, I love those. I prefer those over Oreos. I know it's sacrilege, but I like those. Steve, so this company, uh, Burry's, who made the Fudge Town yeah. cookie, uh, they're, first of all, they're in Elizabeth, New Jersey, but they're, they also manufactured the Girl Scout cookies. Do they? The, the, do, do they do currently, or did they? Um... No, I don't think they currently do. But they did in the 1940s. They manufactured the Girl Scout cookies, the Thin Mints, uh, peanut butter filling, all that kind of stuff. Is Burry's gone now, or does it? I do... don't. It doesn't look like it's because it's. So they made Scooter Pie. I love Gaucho... Scooter Pies. <laughs> yeah. Scooter peanut Pies butter? are basically like Whoopie Pies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> Mr. Chips, chocolate chip cookies, and then the Fudge Town. <laughs> did any? No one here had Fudge Town cookies. Oh, I did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved them. Yeah. Did you? Did you love ramming your tongue into the um, Fudge sphincter in the I middle still of the do. cookie? Yeah. yeah. So I we vaguely ha- remember those. Sorry. Yeah. No, we would have those. <laughs> I went to Bible school every uh, summer. I went to two different Bible schools, and that was the the snack du jour. Fudge Town was, was like Fudge Town or uh, the I guess. Vanilla or Vag Town, <laughs> Vag Town. They were pan Bible school. And fudge. <laughs> Jesus, Mom, are there any more Vag Towns left? Uh, because hey. there's a certain preference. It's what you're into. 
I want to, I mean, if we're going to talk about a little bit of, like, knockoff stuff, I want to alert you guys to, I think, some really, really good knockoff popcorn. If you go to the dollar store, and if they have, like, the the butter popcorn, Mm -hmm. uh, not microwaved, just bagged popcorn, invest a dollar into it and try it. Because somebody turned me on to it, and now every single time I'm in there, I'm like, okay. Um, I'm getting it. It's it's not like it's there all the time. You know what I always kind of like too. They they were kind of uh, <clears throat> I thought they were kind of eh, but I ate them anyway. Were little Debbie uh, the the uh, snack cakes? No, nah, the oatmeal pie. Oh my god! <laughs> what I just went to BJ's like two weeks ago. Did you buy some. Uh, Seamus, like five hundred of them. Like all right. So when I came back from BJ's, my wife's like, "You're not allowed to go there by yourself anymore." Because I came back with a giant because thing. You got of, in a van with a stranger. <laughs> no, but I did come back with a giant thing of little Debbie. Oatmeal cream pies and about twenty decks of cards. Listen, twenty decks of cards and a large foam from um, rubber hat. Why twenty decks of cards? Well, because we go to the beach a lot, and you know, and cards is something you play at the beach. I guess I don't you know. need twenty. Of course, decks. I just I That's, just saw. I was like, oh my god, decks of cards, and it was like summer less, summertime at the beach. Cards like less than ten bucks, or I think it was like nine ninety nine. I'm like, That's a steal. Okay. All right. Besides the cards thing and your beach mm-hmm. habit of playing cards at the beach, the oatmeal cream pies, I agree, Preston. Now, I'm, that shouldn't work for me, but the cream and the little Debbie's yeah. cream pies, yeah. little the way the way Debbie creamed. Oh my yeah. god. Oh yeah. Jesus. What were other little Debbie products? Uh, who made who made Little Debbie? <clears throat> who was the is, is that the actual manufacturing company, Little Debbie, or was it a uh, part I, of a larger company? I think maybe Bimbo might do Little Debbie. Yeah, but I don't know who originally did. All right, Nick pulled them up. They have the zebra cake, the Swiss cake roll. That one I remember. Mm, I did like the Swiss roll. And uh, eh, their brownies were kind of yeah. Eh. And they have the cosmic brownie, is that what's called? And yeah. the nutty bar. No, nah, I didn't like oh, the nutty bar. That. No, the nutty bar is delicious. Do you okay. know who had actually a good brownie? And again, it's one you'd see in schools, would be again Linden's. Linden's had the chocolate chip cookies and the brownies, which were a little bit drier, but still pretty damn good. So, uh, Casey, to answer your question, Little Debbie's now owned by McKee Foods, not um, not Bimbo. And uh, McKee also owns uh, Drake's Cakes. Okay. Drake's Cakes. Okay. But Drake's, so there was a Drake's outlet uh, where near where I was. So I, I lived near uh, on Long Island. I was near both uh, Entenmann's, which now Beanbow's owns. <laughs> That's right. what I was and, thinking, And the Drake's yes. outlet, which was wonderful as well. You know, I'd never heard of Tasty Cakes until I moved here. No oh, yeah. kidding. Yeah. Where, where, all right, so where's the Tasty Cake line? Where does it end? <laughs> well, now it's pretty far west, but when my cousins who grew up in California would come and visit us here in, in Pennsylvania, we would hook them up with Tasty Cakes because they would love getting those sweets because they couldn't get them out in L.A. Yeah. I never got on board. I mean, I guess you had to kind of grow up with them and have yeah. them in your lunchbox. Crimpets and stuff. To really mm-hmm. love them, you know, but uh, I can see the appeal. I understand. I like them, but I was, I'm was i with you, Preston. <laughs> I was never really that aware of them or how profound they were or the impact until I got down here. I think yeah. they were yeah. just like a kid treat. Like, that's not, I don't think it's something you'd eat today and be like, oh my god, these are delicious, even right. if you grew up here. That's not true. But some, now there are some you, people that you that are them. kids and Casey. <laughs> Whenever I true. say kids, I mean you're you're in that group. Yeah. Hey, remember I got you a Tasty Claire pie and you were like, okay, I'll try it, and then you, you took a bite and you were like, okay, this is really good. No, I don't we, remember that at all. I totally remember. I didn't make it up at all. How many years ago was that? I don't know. It was Tati- within the last 20 years. Tatinos and Tasty Cakes. Yes. There you go. That you get. You got your main and you got your uh, Well, your you dessert. got your dessert. 
So I discovered, since they gave up chocolate for Lynn, I discovered the Tasty Cake uh, Banana Cream Pie. <laughs> no Dude, chocolate at all. Those are good. Yeah. Those are really They're good. They're really good. Uh, that's actually the best Tasty Cake I've ever had. Me personally. That's what I think. <laughs> uh, I have another food thing. I mean, are, we, are we the noticer or the... Uh... I, I don't think we're the connoisseur right now. We did him the other day. Uh, okay, you mix them together. The noticeur. The connoisseur. Yeah, the yeah. Kana, anyway, um, if you love avocados, you may want to stock up. So uh, Trump has been making threats to close the border uh, between the U.S. and Mexico. And analysts have actually started to figure out what this would mean for our food supply here in America. Steve Barnard the president of Mission Produce, the largest distributor and grower of avocados in the world, says that Mexico supplies most of the avocados in the U.S. at this time of year. Closing the border would mean, listen to this, that we'd run out of avocados in as little as three weeks. Oh, wow. No. Weren't we operating? That much comes from Mexico. Weren't we already operating Ooh. at an avocado deficit? Yeah, there I'm was like sure. a shortage or something was happening. With uh, that's, the I kept hearing that they were having issues with their, you or know. Maybe, the, it was, maybe it was tied to this, though. Well, no, no. This is well before this, this because they new. were talking about the, the avocado toast that's so trendy that people love. Oh, right. And that yeah. they're having issues. There were actually more dishes that were including avocado, and that was putting the avocado industry uh, at a yeah. strain. Prices yeah. are up like 20 or 30% just over the last year. That's why I, they recommend you go with Little Debbie's products. I had seen a story <laughs> the other day about a, uh, a hailstorm that happened in a uh, an avocado field, and it just turned it all to mush. Sure. Oh. Turned it into guac, guac I guess, moly. right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny because I prefer, I'm not such a fan of just a uh, raw cut avocado, I but it. I love, love guacamole. Yeah. Love guacamole. I don't well, know why. great, but I'll take an avocado, just a little yeah. salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Boom. Or like yummy, sliced yummy. in the salad. Mm-hmm. I like that. Sliced in the salad. Sliced in the salad, guys. You know, right? <laughs> little salad dressing. Yeah. All right, I mean, we do have certain climates in this country where they could grow up. My uncle told me. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I, I, for some reason, there are, there are areas that, uh, that, that are better for growing certain vegetables and others, not just climate, so I don't know why, but the, other, other most produce, of our oranges come from Alaska. Uh, mm-hmm. Other produce uh, that uh, could be in short supply, uh, tomatoes, cucumbers, blackberries, raspberries, uh, the majority of all which come from Mexico. Southern California has a lot of, uh, a, a whole lot of... Uh, Tortino's uh, mines. No. <laughs> uh, I was there years ago and like, um, uh, oh man, uh, artichokes. Uh, artichokes and garlic and yeah. stuff like that. A lot of that's grown in uh, in Southern California, and also in Northern California has. Well, maybe it's Northern yeah. California. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I was near uh, Carmel. So I saw my first pomegranate when I was in Northern California. Did you? Yeah. Like, not mother. Like... What is that? It's a pomegranate, son. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> not first pomegranate, but pomegranate like plant. You know, and you'll agitate. Just... <laughs> Do you like pomegranate? I don't mind it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a rave. Yeah. Have you ever seen how Brussels sprouts, Brussels sprouts grow? No. No. No? Do I want to see it? Yeah, actually, yeah. It kind of looks like, if you ever seen, like, in an orchestra, an instrument, let's say it's Christmas time, and they're playing uh, a song that needs jingle bells. Yes. You've seen the, the stick that has all the jingle bells on it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They grow, yeah, they yeah, grow yeah. like that. No way. I have yeah. seen that. They grow so, like an orchestra? No. They grow like uh, <laughs> like jingle bells. Oh. <laughs> so, on, on a very thick stalk... Uh, there are all these balls oh. uh, around, and that's how Brussels sprouts. I had no grow. idea. It's pretty cool looking. Hated those as a kid. I love them now. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they just weren't prepared right when I was a child. Oh, you're right, or... Preston. It looks like a, a tumorous penis. Wow. <laughs> I should have gone with that. Yeah. The orchestra <laughs> analogy. <laughs> you know, you ever seen a penis with a lot of tumors <laughs> on it? 
No. It's Brussels sprouts. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does not. It completely looks like that. In fact, that's what the, the scientists refer to it as the tumorous penis of the produce world. Well, I was not aware of that particular one. Uh, let me see. Uh, oh, you know what? I did notice another thing. This is kind of interesting. Notice another thing, whether this is the connoisseur. We can't nah, really figure not, this out. Now. Not food related at all. Uh, a London auction house sold a copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for almost a hundred thousand dollars. I was just watching uh, Harry Potter movie last night. <clears throat> Never read the books, but I love the movie series. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how fanatical. Well, Nick, for crying out loud, it, you, you're. Um, you're a hardcore fan. Yeah. Have you have you purchased anything that's uh, of a collector's nature that you know? I mean, I have all the books. Are you drawn to that stuff? Hardback? No, um, but that one would be pretty cool. I mean, that you know, it was Philosopher's Stone when it came out in England. That was the original title of it, and uh, so that sounds like a you know pretty cool collector's item. I was um, I follow J.K. Rowling on Twitter, and she has sort of stopped tweeting recently. I don't hmm. know why. Um, but she has gotten away from the public eye a little bit over the last. Okay, uh, she's month writing or so. a uh, was supposed to be a ten book series about the Keebler elves. No so way! I'll read that. Yeah, Dobby is going to star in it. I, Do you uh, think maybe I she's... just reread uh, the Sorcerer's Stone though? I read it in um, the American version of it, and right. um, they, they're just <clears throat> they're phenomenal books. The, the first two are kids' books, uh, and then they transition in the third uh, in Azkaban to becoming more adult. And then by the end of it, they're, I mean, they're, if you look at them as a kids' book. Uh, it's not just that. So the this particular $100,000 book uh, was a first edition, uh, first impression of the novel that introduced uh, the, the characters. Uh, it's one of about 500 copies that exist, according to wow. uh, Bonham's Auction House. And it once belonged to J.K. Rowling's, or Rowling, I guess I actually say her name, uh, first literary agency. The book has a couple of typos that make it even more mm. unique. This is why oh. it, it's worth so much. Uh, the word philosopher is misspelled on the back cover. It's spelled as falafel. Oh, <laughs> Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, big no, fan. The, um, uh, and Harry's list of required school supplies includes one wand in it twice. So those little missteps have make it have worth made it that. valuable. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, we're lo- we were looking at the cover art, which is fairly pedestrian compared to how lavish it got later on. But uh, that's wild. When did so, it come out? I mean, uh, that's a good question. 90- Five ninety six. Okay, God, like ninety seven. Sorry. 97. Okay, that's what it says here. Yeah. I re- do you remember when yeah. the new books would come out and they would they would camp outside of bookstores? Oh, I worked at Barnes and Noble, Steve. Yeah. And when uh, when the third one came out, when when Azkaban came out, there were people camped out the night before to get in at eight a.m. the next morning. Mm. I didn't know who Harry Potter was until Halloween one year. And some kid came dressed as Harry Potter, so it was probably maybe around 2000, 2001 or Harry something. Harry Potter, you dick. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I, I just, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, he, he said who he was, and it didn't, I mean, even then it didn't, like, I'm like I don't know how it is. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of um, here. So, by the way, there have been more than 500 million Potter books uh, sold in 80 God different languages. Almighty. A half a so there is a cool thing that just came out. Nick, I'll put it on your radar. It is a pop-up book of the different, but it's an elaborately done pop-up book of the different realms of Harry Potter. And uh, it's become a big collector's item, but it's 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 ornate and gorgeous for any fan. Is owning a first edition book uh, of any interest to any of you guys? Is there a book that you would like to? Yeah. Because uh, uh, Christmas Carol. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I know that's probably worth about a hundred bucks. No, <laughs> but I mean, yes, I would love a first edition, a Christmas Carol. Yeah, my wife's favorite book is a tree grows in 
Brooklyn, and uh, so I, I got her a first edition book for her birthday this past year. But, like, you can get affordable versions mm. if it doesn't come with the uh, the sleeve on it or the leaf or what. what wow. The, so the, yeah, the, that was the a jacket. really unique yeah, idea. Jacket, yeah. I, I remember you telling me about that. That's a unique idea. Um, Leather-bound tango and cash. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, we're talking, you're, you're not... Thousands and thousands of dollars you could save if you if if that doesn't mean that much to you. Listen, we were actually yeah. at an event with a couple of first edition. You've got to get the per, the right person because um, oh. you know for many people, unless it's a book that really speaks to them or, or has impact, or unless you're a kind, the kind of person who trades in that and that's your yeah. occupation. Um, it, it's hard to get asking prices on that stuff. I'd like to get uh, Ready Player One. I mean, it's not a very old book, but right. uh, like a first edition. First edition that'd be pretty neat because I've read it so many times and I love it so much. There was something I wanted to get you for your fiftieth birthday, and I just couldn't find it. I wanted to get an actual Bob Ross painting for you. Wow! Yeah, and that wouldn't that be a cool present, yeah. like a Bob Ross? Totally right. thoughtful, legitimate. But, yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I I had done a little bit of research. Are they expensive? And, um. Yeah, but there's also a lot of knockoffs, right? So there's uh, a lot of Bob Ross. Ex- Marion Ross. Marion Ross. <laughs> Mrs. C. <laughs> paintings are just not as impressive. Uh. But, you know, it's just like, a, you know, it's a landscape. You know, here's a mountain or whatever, and, you know, you can see, find a, a ton of. We're not selling it right, there's a mountain or whatever and a tree. But it's a Bob Ross. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, take a look at, at you know any of these artists, unless you're, you know, like really, really fine-tuned in, in uh, you know, the, yeah. the intricacies of. Of what a piece of art uh, is, right. uh, yeah, they're all pretty it, crappy. <laughs> well, you know, they're easily and mass produced. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you, you didn't—it's yes. not—it's not fine art. What Bob Ross is creating, it's not—it's impressive. And it's Bob Ross, and he's got a worldwide audience and an afro and an afro. Yeah. Um, and by the way, his uh, the joy of painting is uh, up on Netflix now. So, like, if yes. you need something to go to sleep to, mm-hmm. it is the best. ASM, an ASMR <clears throat> person's absolute. Dream is Bob Ross. Um, do I have time for one more or no? Oh, Please. shoot. No. Oh, my God. We don't. Okay. We do not have All right. Then what, totally so, oh, shoot. Uh, so we should take a break then? Yeah. All right. Then you need to remove, mm-hmm. remove the Daily Rush Madness stager. Oh, Thank you, and uh, we will get to that in a moment because we still have, I think we have one more matchup, two more matchups. No. No, we have yeah. three more. Three more matchups? Yeah. We might have to double up in the next one. I think so. All right, let's take a quick break. Sorry about it. I had to notice a couple things. I appreciate you uh, lending me your ears. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Oh, you know what? And before we leave, Pet Cemetery screening tomorrow night. UA Riverview at 730. You want to go? We'll take five callers. 215-263-WMMR. Okay, so that's tomorrow. UA Riverview, 730. Pet Cemetery looks awesome. We'll be right back. So your cash flows low when you need some dough and I'm like, fund you. MMRs fund you too. Your shot at $1,000 cash five times a day. Hey, fund you. Hey, fund you too. Weekdays, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 minutes to enter it via the MMR app on your mobile device, the contest page at WMMR.com, or text it to the short code 45911. One random entry wins 1000 bucks in cash. We want to... Fund you. MMRs, fund you too. Five chances to win a grand. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. All the details and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by A&T Subaru. Subarus really do cost less in Sellersville. And by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 
time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush All right, another matchup, and we're going to do two in this particular segment. We'll do one at the beginning and one at the end. We are now residing in the Anyway region. And this is the death match that we were teasing earlier this morning. It's Rizzo versus Rizzo. Rizzo versus Rizzo. We have Rizzo Crumb Creep Brulee, which actually was the second Frank Rizzo uh, Daily Rush video as far as uh, timelines go. And then you have Rizzo versus the Anchorman, a love story. Let's play the Crumb Creep Brulee clip first. Here we go. You're a crumb creep. A crumb creep. You're a moon creep pie creep crumb. <laughs> you're creme, you're creep brulee. <laughs> That's what you are. Creep brulee. brulee. Yeah. <laughs> As if someone's taken a little, one of them little torches and fried the top of your head into like a caramelized sugary thing. <laughs> You are creep brulee. All right, so that's uh, that's crumb creep brulee. But the first time we had uh, that audio on the air was with Rizzo versus the Anchorman, a love story. And here's a clip from that. I'll be with two of you once and the other two can watch. <laughs> and then like tag team wrestling, you'll tag your hands and they'll come in. I'll start doing the other two. Eiffel Tower? Yeah, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> and then I'm going to put some saran wrap over your face. <laughs> you ever hear of a hot Carl? <laughs> Man, those those two segments are two of my absolute favorites. I've watched them so many times, and they are still hilarious to me. That... By the way, uh, Crumb Creep Relay is a five seed, and the Anchorman Love Story is a four seed. That footage, just itself, it never grows old. No. Him encountering that newsman. And there's lots of video of that in these Daily Rush videos. It is. It's incorporated throughout. Yep. I love them. Great yeah. work. I Honestly, these two, if they were in different um, regions, could have met each other in the final. I agree. I agree. Alright, so it's up for you to vote. One of them's going to move on and only one. You can go to WMMR.com and click on the Daily Rush Madness link and vote now. Let's do the Bizarre Pop. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. B-File this morning brought to you by LLS Big Climb Philly. Join Nick and Team Luke on April 13th. That'll include Justin Guarini, who was just here. Uh, for the LLS Big Climb Philly. And Team Loop Climb 47 floors, the top of the FMC Tower, to help find a cure to cancer. Join Team Look or donate at bigclimbphilly.org. A grieving husband has been forced to show officials his genitals to prove that he didn't kill his wife. Mm. Identified only as Barsa when he was taken in for questioning following the death of a young woman, his father-in-law, uh, Neddy Sito, Claimed that she died during sex as a result of the size of his penis. Where is this? Zen uh, India, I believe. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm Camden? sorry. Uh, nope, nope. Uh, you know what? I'll get to that right, later no on in the story, Steve. It's East Java Providence, wherever that is. Okay. So, uh, Barsa was forced to reveal his penis to in-laws. And police in Indonesia, there you go, then made him show his penis to them. All right, here it is. Uh, Also, his late (laughs) wife's relatives and other officials from the village. It was found that he had a normal-sized penis. Aha! The wife was found uh, dead in her bed. She had suffered an epileptic fit during the night, but Mr. Sito heard rumors from a neighbor that Barsa had accidentally killed her during sex. Had he have killed her because of the enormity of his junk, 
and that that would still be an accidental death, right? Uh, I would think so. The right. head of the local police department said after seeing directly the genitalia that was thought to be oversized, it turned out to be of standard size. We've all had to warn our partners about the enormity of our penises. So right there and then, the father-in-law dropped the report, and then apo- they apologized to each other. Listen, I'm sorry. Uh, very unimpressive. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sito says the family has now accepted uh, Jumantri died from epilepsy, which he had suffered from since the age of 14. Hmm. That, what kind of court allows that to happen? Next story. With a name like the Texas Butthole Tickling Bandit. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. It doesn't take any imagination to know what he does after breaking in. Uh, fortunately, he has been apprehended by police. Identified and caught by police in the early hours of January 5th, uh, he managed to elude capture for three weeks and has uh, given male residents in the area a real tough time with this spate of assault, which totaled a dozen homes by the time he was stopped. What are you doing? Uh, police <laughs> originally... <your> butthole. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was what? that? I'm tickling your butthole. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Who are you? I, I broke it. I broke into tickling your butthole. <laughs> Could you leave me alone? All right. <laughs> He's the Texas butthole tickling bandit, by the way. Police originally thought... Well, what are you doing? Tickling your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that? I like it. Go away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It seems such a benign <laughs> crime. I, you know, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? No, just go away. I just didn't want to. Just take a butthole. <laughs> I didn't ask. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Would you just go, please? All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I had something here. Right. <laughs> Police originally <laughs> thought their son. This is the most. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm really going to go. I, I want you to go. I'm going. I uh, want you to go. Police uh, originally thought their suspect was homeless. However, when they picked the man up, he was actually wearing $4,500 worth of Yeezus clothing. Wait a second. Don't go. <laughs> I knew it. You liked it. <clears throat> Changed his mind. So the, uh, the Texas... The Texas butthole tickling bandit is uh, still on the loose. Oh, still out there. Still yeah, yeah. out there. He's still out there. Billy's are looking for him. Uh, to, or no, actually they aren't. I'm wrong. They yeah. aren't? Yeah. They, they are. Oh, they found him with $4,500 worth of Yeezus clothing. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he's stealing clothing. That is an actionable. Well, actually, both are crimes. I don't know if he stole it or not, but. Or maybe uh, he's just dapper. Maybe he got paid. For yeah. Tickling buttholes. Maybe Kanye's paying him directly. Might be. Here's my marketing plan you go out, you tickle buttholes, and we get some press. Genius. You are a genius, Kanye. Yeah, poopity scoop, man. Yeah, poopity scoop. <laughs> That's what the guy's singing while he's tickling yeah. buttholes. Poopity scoop. Poopity scoop. What are you doing? I'm tickling your butthole. <laughs> Kanye pays me to do it. What do you say? Get out of here. Kanye pays me to do it. He actually lets you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyhow, moving on. Uh, talk about a pregnant pause. A woman in Bangladesh who gave birth in February to a baby boy just gave birth to twins. 
So do the math. She ju- she gave birth to a baby boy in February. How does that happen? And Wait. just gave birth to twins. Wait. Oh, Wait. she's got two uteruses? Yes. Oh. Uh, amazing. <laughs> uh, Arifa Sultana didn't even know that she was pregnant with the second set of babies. Uh, the 20-year-old mother gave birth to a premature son in late February. Because she would be showing the signs of just the original pregnancy. She wouldn't know the second. Yeah, the child was doing well, but last week, Sultana had to be rushed back into the hospital after she complained about serious pain in her stomach. Doctors discovered Sultana was pregnant with twins who were incubating in a previously undiscovered second uterus that she had. Wow. Turns out that uh, Sultana had a condition known as uterus uh, didelphus. A rare con- uh, congenital... That's right, man. Uterus Elvis. No, no. Didelphus. <laughs> not Didelvis. I'm the king of uteruses, man. I can crank out kids all year long. That's right. Let me show you a little trick. Here's one kid. There's two more, man. They just keep it coming. Like on a conveyor belt. Uh-huh, huh Look at Didelvis. You got yourself an Elvis uterus. Just like the king. King uterus. Uh, the, Two shows in Vegas every night. The condition happens uh, during development. Typically, the uterus starts out as two small tubes that normally join to form one larger hollow cavity. Huh. On rare occasions, those tubes don't join completely and instead develop into separate structures. What an amazing thing the body is. Yeah, doctors performed an emergency cesarean section on Sultana and delivered a baby boy and a girl. And uh, all three children are safe, healthy, and the mother is doing fine, apparently. So well, that's good news. Everything turned out all right. And we're going to end it right there. That's what I have for you in the Bizarre File. We're going to do another one of these. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Sorry, we got uh, caught behind, behind and we had some extra bids today. So uh, now we're in the Hey Bitches region. Two videos. We have a, uh, a number three seed, Wigapalooza. Wigapalooza, Dr. perennial. Dr. Chet Wainwright. And uh, number 11 seed, Russian Jokes. Hmm. You have, I think I know your favorite on this one, Russian Jokes. I love Russian Jokes. It cracks me up. <sighs> you know, it's wild because the... Uh, the, the Wig selections at Casey, uh, you got it from that place. I the, did. In and, fact, and they were so, it's so weird to see me with hair yeah. and all those different styles. Yeah. I don't know how this is going to break, Preston. <laughs> yeah, but let's see. Here's a clip from Wigapalooza. Hey, uh, Dr. Wainwright. <laughs> <laughs> Can I help you, ladies? Oh, oh my God. Scary. I think we got a yeast situation. <laughs> now, it's truly one that you have to see. It's visual. It's all visual. Yeah. There's one, Steve, mm-hmm. where you have this kind of really tight fro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was that? What was that guy? I forgot. What was my alter ego? It was, it was like Curtis or something yeah, yeah. like that. And it was... <laughs> but it looked like it could have been... It looked it like it could have been my hair. Oh, my God. It was great. All right. And then uh, my favorite Russian jokes. Here's a clip from that. Knock, okay. knock. Who's there? Stay in your seat till you'll all be shot. <laughs> He's funny, yes? <laughs> There's a, you go through a whole, a whole series, series of them. Uh, so watch the videos, please. You'll want to see them and then uh, vote while you're there at WMMR.com. And also sign up for the grand prize. Our friends at uh, Punchline have given us tickets for the rest of the shows for the entire year, and you can win those details, WMMR.com. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll return in a moment or two. We have another Daily Rush video uh, mashup, or not mashup, I said, I, I actually matchup, I should say, for uh, the madness, and we'll reveal that in a moment when we get back, as well as lesson, question, and more. Stay down. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
All right, let's do this one more time for the day. It's time for Preston and Steve's Daily Rush Madness. Uh, you don't have to wait each hour when we roll these out. You can vote no. on these all day long if you like, but we're just uh, spreading them out through the course of the morning each day. We now head to the privileged region of our brackets, and it's apropos because we have a Bill Weston video for this particular one. It's a five-seat against four-seat. Bill Weston says the darndest things <laughs> against Regis wants to bang your fillings out. Let's take a walk down memory lane. Here we go with Bill Weston. I mean, it's really the same thing. Shut up. Catherine Mono needs to shut her pie hole. <laughs> I was just playing the Bill character. Oh, oh. then I retract that. <laughs> that spot on, Kathy Romano. <laughs> You're not speaking the right way, though. Oh, that's right. Oh. It's kind of the same thing, Preston. There you go. Just call like something it. different. Kudos, Kathy Romano. <laughs> I like your version of Bill, Kathy. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's right. You know, that impression of Bill is sort of him, but also based on Ted Knight from... Uh... Yep. A little bit, yeah. but it's it, it mainly where it came from is at the beginnings of meetings. Yes. Bill doesn't talk like that all the time. No. Just when he starts to address groups... Uh, especially us, he'll sit down. How's everyone doing today? All right. Let's start, get started. That's his, that's his projecting yep. voice. Yeah. And then after that, he reels it back, yeah. and, and he speaks normally. And right. sometimes he even gets down and talks a little bit like this. Right. Uh, but <laughs> her name is Annabelle. <laughs> Some folks call yeah. her Annabelle. <laughs> but anyhow, usually when he begins to address, he talks like that. And that's going to go up against <laughs> <That's color>. Annabelle. <laughs> and then it goes up against uh, Regis wants to bang your fillings out. Here's a little clip of that. Amal is a beautiful woman. She is a beautiful woman. She has so much charisma and charm. Uh, they are obviously... I bang her fillings out. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> huh. it. Not taking it back. No do-overs. All right. You can now vote. Please do. WMMR.com. I miss Regis. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I was actually thinking about him not that long ago. He's he's retired and he's doing whatever he wants to do, but yeah, I wish I still saw him. The you know dude's I mean? charismatic and he yeah. was always a blast when he was on with Letter- uh, Letterman. Letterman loved him. Yep. Used him all the time. Uh, so go to the uh, Daily Rush page at uh, WMMR.com and vote, please. We're going to do uh, today's lesson question. Uh, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick for in, in a suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway. That's coming up on May 5th. The question I have for you this morning is, Jon Snow had the most screen time in Season 6 of Game Thrones, and which character came in second place? <laughs> and it's not anybody from Game of Thrones. I'm no. just going to tell you that now. 215-263-WMMR, because I don't want you to guess. I don't want you to waste, clog up space for somebody who actually was listening earlier and does know the answer. Jon Snow had the most screen time in Season 6 of Game of Thrones. Which character came in second place? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. It's uh, brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Create the backyard of your dreams during Sequoia Outback's back. uh, I'm sorry. Sequoia Outback's spring into Sequoia sale. Uh, they're on Route 309 in Hatfield or online at DeckSupplies.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Dr. Phil causing a minor controversy yesterday by appearing to shave off his famous mustache only to reveal it was an April Fool's prank. 
Bill says it's his best prank he's pulled in years, even better than the prank where he convinced people he's a doctor. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Tom Brady finally pulling the trigger on his promise to join Twitter yesterday. Brady says that despite his fears, he was greeted warmly with death threats and D-picks. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Joe Biden issuing a statement on Lucy Flores's accusations of kissing her on the head in 2014, saying he doesn't recall the encounter the way she does. Friend Bill Clinton has come to Biden's defense saying he's, he was accused of teabagging a woman. He just remembers squatting naked over. <laughs> oh, okay. That's your Hollywood chat. All righty. We will see if we can uh, find an answer to this question. Jon Snow had the most screen time uh, in season six of Game of Thrones and which character came in second place. Uh, remember when I told people not to guess? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, uh, yes. Let me go to Frank. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Frank. Do you know the answer? Air start. Anna Stark. No, there's no, there's not even, no. Tony Stark? No, it's not Tony Stark. Uh, But let me try Jen. Hi, Jen. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, Jen. Who had the second most screen time in game, in season six of Game of Thrones? Klinger. Klinger. Yeah. (laughs) That's the answer. Jen was listening. Yeah. Jen, we're going to give you a pair of tickets to uh, hang on the line. We're going to give you tickets to join Casey and Nick in a suite for Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race Dover International Speedway May 5th. Celebrate Dover International Speedway's 50th anniversary during race weekend May 3rd through the 5th. And for tickets and information, visit DoverSpeedway.com. All right, music news, ready to go. Let's fire it up. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, so here is a follow-up uh, story to yesterday's announcement that the Stones have postponed their upcoming North American tour. Uh, news is Mick Jagger will reportedly undergo heart valve replacement surgery at Manhattan Hospital this week. Yesterday, sources were saying that it wasn't an illness, that it was a injury. Yeah. Well, turns out it was an illness of sorts. Uh, so the source said that uh, Jagger is expected to make full recovery and will be back on stage by summer. The procedure has a 95% success rate. And Mick, who is 75, is in extraordinary physical condition. And anyone can see that. And, and as we were saying earlier, Preston, and he... Because of his age and because of the way he is, he's actually going to be able just to remove his heart, leave it with the doctors. They'll do the yep. work on it. He'll come back and pick it up. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, the New York Post reported that uh, Jagger is set to have a stent placed in his heart, and the Stones are already in the midst of rescheduling the stadium dates. What's Mix? Uh, he impressed me as, um, you know, you think of Keith Richards as, as smoking and drinking and, and all that stuff, but I... I never thought of Jagger as excessive with uh, anything like that, smoking or drinking, or does yeah. he even do that? That's a good question. I don't know where where his life is in terms of consumption. Right, right, like right. That. But he's got to have a great diet um, because of his slim frame. And his energy. He, and he, he does no yeah. body, you know, he's no excess fat. I think he does yoga, you yeah. know, stuff like that. So, Keeblers. Uh, of course. Yeah. So the Stones' 15-date trek was supposed to kick off April 20th Miami Gardens, and we're going to be playing here in Philadelphia. So they're working on rescheduling that stuff. So it says here, person who does Tai Bo. Oh. Yeah, still does Tai Bo. Still. Yeah. Ghost will embark on a North American tour this fall in support of the Swedish Act's 2018 album Prequel, uh, the ultimate tour-named death trek, uh, as it's being labeled. <clears throat> will launch on September 13th in California and stretch throughout the following month. Uh, eventually wrapping up in New York. And the only dates, and I hope this is all I have correct information-wise, but they're going to be playing Hershey on October 24th, 
and Trenton on October 25th. Have they heard of a little city called Philadelphia? Yeah, I was curious about that, unless the dates were omitted from this. Well, or maybe it's not a complete list. Well, look at some of the other cities. I'm just wondering if, because sometimes these bands will do that. They'll obviously hit the big markets, and Ghost was just here. Yeah. And then yeah. they'll go to some of the secondary markets. No, no, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, with the, when they were here last, they were, was it... Was it the last show? Was that the Tower show? Or was it the, yeah. well, okay. Yeah, and then he was talking, when he was in studio, Tobias was talking about uh, coming back and doing the Wells Fargo Center. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is the run-up to that. You okay. Know, they do the secondary cities and then come back and do the, the big markets. Maybe. Uh, tickets for most states will go on sale Friday, April 5th, 10 a.m. So save uh, up your money and make sure you buy some. There's also a pre-sale uh, available starting Tuesday at 10 a.m. local time. Today. Oh. And now, then Jackie Bam Bam's twenty two minutes ago. He's gonna be giving away tickets to the Trenton show all week long for Ghost. Okay. Wow. Uh Tool took to Twitter at midnight on Monday, April Fool's Day, to post a YouTube clip titled Sounds of Night Crickets, which was literally thirty seven minutes of crickets chirping at night. <laughs> uh, the stunt was similar to one in two thousand fifteen when the band posted a short clip of music from a Mexican group online and claimed that it was a new song. Uh, the cricket clip uh, garnered some clever responses from fans, with one replying, I see you've opted for a shorter song intro for the new album. And another wrote, Best New Tool Song in Over a Decade. Uh, they responded several hours later with a video of crickets chirping in slow motion. Jokes aside, it seems the Tool has completed its new album. So we'll see when that comes out. And, oh, I guess around 8 o'clock this morning, they ran audio of Nick eating present. Oh, my God. That's what we should have done. Uh, Skillet frontman John Cooper is confirmed to Backstage Entertainment. The band will share a new single in May, followed by a full new album this summer. Uh, just listened to mixes today, he said, as we speak. Got a few more uh, nitpicking, I guess, with the mixes, but they're almost done. The record will be done any day now and released this summer. We have a single coming in May, and I hope it's good. Uh, the bassist and singer revealed that he and his wife, uh, keyboardist, guitarist, Corey Cooper... Uh, produced the bulk of the LP on their own, adding that it was the first uh, skillet record the pair have produced in a long, long time. It's pretty exciting for us, he said. It's an interesting um, uh, vibe now, because uh, I remember the same way we're t- like the, the trailer for the, the newest trailer for Endgame is out and the excitement level. Um, there used to be that level for albums coming out, mm. you know, where you would, and, and the, you still get hints of it. But I remember, you know, you'd be acutely aware of the release date. You'd go, I'd wait, you know, at the yes. uh, the record store, and it's like you got it. You'd you know come out and hold your copy up. But it was, uh, it, uh, listen, things are just changing. I'm just saying, in a nostalgic way, it was more definitive. Now you're getting things, you know, dribs and drabs coming out, more more parsed. And uh, singles will even be released without much fanfare. Yes, it's like uh, oh, new song came out last night, as opposed to you know. On May 15th, bang, we get the new music. And you could pre-promote it that way. You could. Be a little bit of excitement about What's it. What's the B-side? You know, know, all those yeah. questions would swirl around that. It was a bigger thing. I mm-hmm. usually find out after the fact. Yeah. Uh, like uh, that singer, uh, Billie Eilish, released yeah. an album the other day, and I saw on Twitter that her name was trending, and that's why. Yeah. It was because a record had just come out, and I had no idea that that was going to happen in the first place. Yeah. It'd be nice if somebody did kind of change it up and made full announcements of here's the date, here's when it hits, get ready for it. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, maybe it's harder to get traction on announcements like yeah. that because yeah. there's just such a glut of stuff to report. Yeah, and you know what? There's actually, you get that social media buzz when you drop an album without announcing it, you know? No, that's M- true. Eminem did the, did it with uh, Kamikaze. 
Yeah, because he had had that other album that kind of tanked and was panned and all that, and then he just dropped Kamikaze without nobody yeah. even knew that he was working. Harvey Wallbanger was the next. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> We used to do kamikazes all the time. Did you? Yeah. Oh, my God. What's in a kamikaze? I don't remember. Sugar, vodka, and lemon? It's not much. It's a pretty frou-frou little shot thing, but we used to drink them like water. Motley Crue's companion LP to the band's new Netflix biopic, The Dirt, entered the Billboard 200 album chart at number 10 with 30,000 units sold, 15,000 of which were physical copies. And this marks the first time in nearly 11 years that veteran rockers have landed in the top 10 following the number four debut of their last all-new studio album, Saints of Los Angeles, that came out in 2008. Watch the dirt so we can talk about yeah, it. I, I want to get, get your assessment. Well, I may I may get to that. I enjoyed weekend. it. It's not a masterpiece, but I enjoyed it. Uh, and this sounds really cool. The first major exhibition in an art museum dedicated entirely to the iconic instruments of rock and roll will go on view at the Metropolitan Music of Art huh. beginning April 8th of uh, this year. Um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, this year. I'm sorry. Uh, play It Loud, Instruments of Rock and Roll will display more than 130 instruments, including guitars played by Eddie Van Halen, James Hetfield, and others. Uh, dating from 1939 to 2017, the exhibit also contains instruments played by Chuck Berry, Eric Clapton, Sheryl Crow, Bob Dylan, Don Felder, Kim Gordon, Jimi Hendrix, Wanda Jackson, Joan Jett, Lady Gaga, Steve Miller, Joni Mitchell, Jimmy Page, Kate Pearson, Elvis Presley, Prince, Keith Richards... Patti Smith, Bruce Springsteen, Ringo Starr, Stevie Vaughan, Stevie Ray Vaughan, St. Vincent, Tina Weymouth, Nancy Wilson, and others. What would you put at the top of the list, for your personal taste, of the most iconic instrument or instrumentation um, from rock that you would want to see? Guitar? Anything. Oh, anything. Including drums. Wow. I'm assuming, like, Neil Peart's drum kit? Well, he went through a few different drum kits. I, I probably... The Frankenstrat from yeah. Eddie, I think that's the most iconic guitar of all time. The original. What about yeah. what about um, uh, Ringo's original or that iconic was Ludwig? Yeah, it's a pearl black uh, Ludwig kick. In fact, the 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 sports team owner, the guy who has bought all those rocks, oh, Jim Israel. I guess so. He he ended up buying that. That'd be pretty awesome. But man, that Eddie's guitar. It's you saw it so much around yeah. that time. I remember my brother was reading Circus Magazine at that time. Yep, he was always. And the thing about it guitar. is, is he stuck with that guitar. I mean, like you know, Jimmy destroyed a whole bunch yeah, yeah, yeah. of of, uh, of uh, strats over the years, and so they came and went. Um, or maybe Stevie Ray Vaughan's, you know, SRV. He's got that one really beat up Stratocaster. Or what about uh, Lucille? Right? Isn't that... Yeah, yeah. Those BB uh, King's. BB King's. That's yeah. that's really iconic. I saw him play that. No in, kidding. In a, in a uh, place in Long Island called My Father's Place, and it wow. was uh, up pretty close. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, Met director Max uh, Hollian said that the exhibit celebrates a formative chapter in 20th century art and culture, and extraordinary objects featured in this presentation convey the innovation, experimentation, passion, and rebellion at the heart of rock and roll. Uh, by displaying several rigs used in live performances and sound recordings, the exhibition will also demonstrate how artists celebrate uh, created their own individual sounds. Uh, meanwhile, some 40 vintage posters, costumes, and performance videos will illustrate key components of the musical movement's visual style and impact. So there you go. And that's what I have in music news. A kamikaze is made of equal parts vodka, triple sec, and lime juice, according to the International Bartenders Association. So there you <laughs> there go. There you go. For the information. 
Let's take a break, shall we? When we return, we'll see what Pierre's got cooking and uh, get you set for our show tomorrow as well. You know what? Let me give away three more movie passes for Pet Cemetery. We've got that screening tomorrow night, 7.30 at the UA Riverview. Three callers now. You get to go. You need to be there by 7. The movie doesn't open until uh, Friday, so let's take care of you. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. President Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Mark Alexakis, the uh, lead singer and songwriter of that band, recently announced uh, he has a multiple sclerosis diagnosis, one that he's had actually for a long time. Yeah, I had no idea. And didn't know. And uh, he could be okay for the rest of his life. Hopefully he'll... Uh, all the proper medications and lifestyles and so on and so forth, but he seems to be pretty good with it. It is about 10.41 a.m. on this Tuesday morning, and we are coming to the end of our work day, and uh, it's been a fun one today. So uh, thank you for being a part of it, and I want to thank our guest. Our loan-in studio guest was Mr. Justin Guarini. What a ball of energy. Justin's a man. Um, he is uh, positive, fun, nice, uh, and on top of that, and you forget after you sit and talk to him for a while until he opens his mouth and starts singing, you go, oh, my God, that's right. The dude is amazing, too. He's a wonderful singer. He used to be like a cast. Of, hey, Justin Guarini. Like, a, you know, and then. The guy that uh, didn't win Lord, American Idol. Then Lord knows that, you know, now I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of uh, from uh, Justin to Kelly. Uh, it's one of my guilty pleasure movies. But uh, to know how super talented he is. Well, he was in here one time with just an acoustic guitar and. Uh, I mean, he can he can well uh, uh, consider us Guarini converts. Absolutely. Is it hot in here? Is it just little sweet? <laughs> and a good guy, really good guy, Mister Little Sweet himself. He's going to be at the Big Climb Philly, April thirteenth, FMC Tower, along with Nick McElwain and Team Luke slash Team Beasley. Info and donations at lls lls dot org. My little stair climb. What is that? My little stair climb. Your little stair climb. With so, little sweet. That's what uh, our boss referred to it as yesterday. Little stair climb. <laughs> oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Your little stair oh, climb thing. Little stair climb. Yeah. So, do we have a winner uh, for Tattoos Day? Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. I know I mentioned it earlier this morning. What in holy hell has right. happened? We'll get a winner. Don't worry about it. Uh, in the meantime, we'll talk to Pierre Robert, who has... Made his way into the studio. He kind of sauntered in, did a little sachet across the room. Like it, your yeah. staying alive moment coming in here. Exactly. Your Tony Monero moment. Me and Strutted. Tony get missed, uh, uh, and conf- yeah. <laughs> Mr. and Mister and Confia. Mr. Enya. Mr. Enya. There's got to be a Mr. Enya somewhere. There is. Uh, and uh, there's a Mrs. Enya, too. Yeah. Mrs. There's uh, Chuck Enya and uh, Enya. Dana Enya. Yep. yep. Hey, uh, what happened to your uh, Preston and Steve Yeti mug that you used all the time? Oh, My no. Yanni. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Uh, it um, it grew a most unpleasant fungus thing. Odor. Well, no. I mean, I washed it every day, but it grew this large, um, like a like a being. It was a sentient being <laughs> that talked to me. Please kill me. <laughs> you, do you clean them regularly? No, I did. I washed oh. it every day. All right. Yeah, and, it was um, actually becoming a Yeti. 
It, 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 it just it had some kind of growth on the inside of it. So and did you I throw mean, it away? Yeah. Yeah, well, once... Oh, I recycled it. Oh. Okay. But then Rodney gave me this um, this cylindrical one. Uh, That's like a $40 mug that we gave you, dude. <laughs> you just tossed it? I recycled it. Okay. Now he has a black mug to hide the fungus growing yeah. on the inside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all about visual. It's visual. I, I loved my Yanni. I, I took my Yanni everywhere. I slept with my Yanni. And then, and then as with everything, there comes a point in which you have to throw it out. Yes. My mommy made me throw it out. <laughs> hey, Preston, remember you sent me that list of like, it was like 35 things to just make your life easier. And uh, there was yeah. something in there for... Um, Material that the uh, like yeah, to clean the inside to clean a, the inside. Yeah. You had it was like a, I think it was a tablet or something, but it supposedly cleans. Um, I, I keep wanting to yeah. call it a yanni, a yeti. <laughs> it'll a clean. Yanni. It'll Get clean it right. the coffee out of it. Like oh, so you, you don't just have to throw away a forty dollar uh, gift. Oh, right. uh, what wow. I was going to say is maybe I'll get that for Pierre if you give him another one. No, that's no, got him. chemicals in it. I don't want to use chemicals. You know, I don't. I didn't read into it. I'm not sure what it is, but I, I would agree with that. Like when they uh, when they put the chemical thing in the coffee cleaners and clean them out. I mean, it may clean them out, but uh, you know, in the machines, you don't. Uh, you, you just yeah. You I you, can taste it. Okay. Um, and oh, there's so a fair point. I've told downstairs, and they they get. How do you know we just did that? I go. I'm a coffee snob, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so I know that. I'm sorry, but I recycled Yanni to a higher calling. What if Yanni's now used for war machines? Well, All right, so wait a minute. No, By recycling, that's... you mean you threw it in the recycling bin, or you yes. gave it to somebody else to use? No, I re- I put it in the recycling okay. bin. Uh, and I got, I heard from recycling headquarters in uh, Michigan yeah. that they have, uh, that the Yanni is now part of a new Ford. Um, so um, that's awesome. It is okay. really and doing by a, very a well. family, a very yeah. sick family was able yeah. to get it for exactly. free. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So everything works um, if you let it. I'm glad we got that all cleared up. Step aside, Buster. <clears throat> How about we get the letter of the day? You ready for that? Cha. Here we go. Preston Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right. And the Preston Steve show is brought to you today by the. Letter. You as in understanding. And we're going to have a hot seat VIP experience at Monster Jam 2019, April 20th at the link. Yeah. And that includes four front row tickets, behind the scenes tour, four party pit passes, and Monster Jam swag. And Monster Jam is the most action-packed live event on four wheels. And it has some of the most remarkable trucks in the world, including at this year's event, Gravedigger, Earthshaker, Brodozer, <laughs> Obsessed and zombie. I'm obsessed over Bro Dozer now. You can get some uh, tickets at MonsterJam.com. So. You and me both, bro. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> hey, we need. It is uh, Tattoos Day, so why don't we get ourselves a winner? And uh, people who texted in for a chance to win a gift card, three hundred fifty dollars gift certificate for world famous Philadelphia Eddie's tattoo. We appreciate that, but we can only have one winner, and that's Jessica Keller. Jessica's from Pottstown and is now going to get a Preston and Steve tattoo presented by world-famous Philadelphia Eddie's Tattoo, 621 South 4th Street in South Philly. You can get tattooed by the area's top tattoo artists like Don Juan. Uh, see his work on Instagram at, at Don Juan Tattoos or PhiladelphiaEddiesTattoo.com. I sure tattooed you. So it will have to be a Preston and Steve tattoo, so congratulations. Uh, what's happening on your show today, sir? Why, thank you for asking. We'll have uh, more Fund You opportunities, one at 11, one at 1. And um, we will also have tickets for Elvis Costello. I love Elvis oh Costello. God, I so I've love seen him. him six, seven times in yeah. concert. 
Just a great show. Song after song after song, you know, and starting from that punk uh, momentum in the late, mid-70s, I guess, 76, 77, when he came out, into going on to sing with Burt Bacharach, you know, and Jerry Garcia and all these different people that you would not necessarily, but as his, you know, musical palette grew, fascinating. Yeah, I love him. I love him. Um, so Elvis is coming on July 27th over in Camden, and the tickets go on sale on Saturday. We'll also have a workforce blocks of Seether and ACDC and David Bowie, and it's Double Shot Tuesday. Uh, double Shots all through the day, some of them you call it. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. Let me thank our sponsor, Spets and Seek Show, brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking. Fastest way in and out of Failing International. Also, French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors. FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. Why take a chance with anybody else? And also, Armor Metals and Recycling for all your metal and computer recycling needs. Now, tomorrow on the show, there will be two drum kits here in the studio. Yes. We're going to have by a legendary jazz drummer by the name of Antonio Sanchez. Uh, If you ever saw the movie Birdman, which won an Oscar for Best Picture, by the way. Uh, the soundtrack is almost exclusively all him. It's all drums. He is amazing. It's probably going to go way musically way over your head because it's really intense stuff. But I'm not doing a drum off. I'm going to jam. Oh, come on. I'm going to jam with it. All right, I'm, so I'm, jam I'm with not, it. I'm, I'm sure he listens. I'm, I'm embarrassed at how I play. You want me to step in? I'll do it. Okay. But, <laughs> I, you know. He'll be here tomorrow because uh, he's got a show in town. Uh, and then we also have uh, Thomas Lennon, who's been everything and everything from Reno 911 to I Love You Man to, uh, was he the voice on, um, uh, was he Dangle in Reno 911? Yeah, he yes. was Dangle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah, the voice of, uh, on uh, uh, Fairly Odd Parents uh, as oh, well. Oh, really? As, uh, yeah. Uh, he's great. He's great. But he's great. He'll be in the studio. And also, uh, we'll have Fox Good Day. We'll be doing an appearance there and more chances to win cash, of which Pierre has momentarily. But uh, Fund You Part 2 will continue tomorrow. Yep. So we'll see you then. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Hey, Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it? Come on. What day is it? Next message. Hey, MMR, your app has moved to my number one app page on my iPhone. You guys rock. Next message. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.